quick note before we get started. Each of these episodes are pulled directly from our Twitch streams, so you may hear some random chimes from our alerts. If you'd like to watch this or any of our other campaigns live, you can do so on twitch.tv slash dumbstackcharisma. Welcome to Hunt for the Ripper, Monday Night RPG, brought to you by Dumpstack Charisma. What is the weird books for? Nothing. Continue. Just in general. Just in general. We're I know on my part, general. I was thinking that we look like an Oreo. Oh. Back to you. That's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> We're bringing you a noir-style uh, Star Wars RPG, uh, where the group is a bunch of mercenaries that go by the moniker Han Jovi. Been through some exciting times lately. Uh, we'll give you a, a brief recap, but a first, a uh, couple quick, in, uh, bleh, a couple quick announcements to start us off. Yeah. First one is that tomorrow we will be streaming Fallout Skinned 5e King's Ransom, brought to you by Nick. Uh, starts again at six thirty tomorrow, so join us. It's fantastic. Otherwise, um, we have a deal going on right now with So Nerdware. Some of us have. Some, not me, I'm just holding it up for effect, but has some uh, sweet swag that you can also get your hands on. Sweet swag. Uh, again, that's so nerdware.com. You can't get this, though. You can't, even get use... you can't get this, though. You gotta meet oh, us to exclusive. get that sticker. That's exclusive. Exclusive <laughs> stuff. Uh, and uh, you can use the code oh. BEER20. I believe it's for free shipping? Am yes. I, am, I, am I correct? You are that? correct. Wow, that's a great deal. Ha, I should take advantage of that. Who's got tunnel? Pay for shipping. Nobody. All right. Well, if nothing else, let's give a quick introduction of all of our castmates today. See who we're playing with. My name is Dylan. Uh, Tonight I'm playing Cassius Telcontar. He's a Claudite assassin. Uh, Claudites are shape shifters. They can uh, move. I don't know. It's it's space magic. They can look like other people. And uh, it's very useful when you're trying to not have people chase and kill you. uh, Or if you're trying to get into somewhere you're not supposed to be. Uh, both of those things are currently sort of happening, uh, so we'll see if I can pull that off. Uh, Cass is very dedicated professional. He has a clear idea of how things should be done, and he strives to uh, do that. Basically, he's married to the job. Being a, a contract assassin is basically his whole life. What? Fuck it up for him. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's canon. <laughs> Hello, I'm Josh. Tonight I'm playing Rio Sion, a Pantoran investigator. And for those of you who don't know, Pantorans are blue humanoids that like the cold and have silver hair. Like the uh, Blue Man Group. Yeah, like the Blue Man Group. Uh, with He's not as musically inclined, unfortunately. Uh, Rio is the antithesis of Cass, um, is not a well-trained assassin, and rather would shoot party members and stare at dirt all day and figure out what's going on um, in like a very small time span of uh, the adventure. So 90% of the time, he's behind cover, 
worrying that he's going to die, and the other ten percent is spent figuring out everything else. So that's real. No, my, it's about that time, isn't it? Hey, I'm Robert, and tonight I'm playing Fur, who is a Wookiee martial artist, uh, who is kind of uh, diminutive. Damn it! So this close. is close so enough. This is close enough. He's a short person for a Wookiee. Uh, he's kind of full of rage. Uh, he doesn't like uh, the Force, apparently. Um, uh, nor does he like people uh, talking about his shortness uh, or really telling him that he can't do anything. He's uh, pretty short. Uh, he gets in people's too. faces uh, and he beats them up. That's what he does, and he does it well. Mm-hmm. He's got a death wish. A little bit. <clears throat> Speaking of death wish, hi. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm Nick and I'm playing Sonata uh, Kuzo, um, mid-range sniper support character. Um, so Kuzo are tall, relatively skinny, very skinny, um, uh, green-skinned humanoids. With uh, Sonata in particular has compound eyes, so he looks really weird. And he has to wear the. Kuzo have to wear a breath mask to breathe in most atmospheres um, due to the atmosphere on their home planet, which comes in handy when you have to jump in the water. <laughs> Did you find out if your breath mask works underwater? Um, because I purchased a rebreather, and I believe I talked to you at the beginning of the campaign, <clears throat> you would if I could combine to them together, I it love, does. It does ring a bell. Um, this is a small tangent, but I really like having similar utility items be uh, combinable. Rather than I have to, oh, excuse me, while I take off my breath mask and put on my underwater breath mask. (laughs) So stupid. Anyway, Han Jovi has been on the case. Uh, They found out that their fixer had been targeted by none other than the Imperia Inquisition, which is a group of dark side Jedi who have uh, the sole task of rooting out um, mystical or otherwise uh, Jedi-related threats to the Empire. Uh, Gizka is a talented force user to some degree that the party has um, been working with for a very long time as far as the Fixer, and relatively long time, meaning the last couple months. They were able to successfully extract him and their assistant, uh, Avidity, from the underground area that they were being uh, basically corralled. Uh, They were able to escape with the help of the Obsidian Agenda's um, sort of martial enforcer, by the name of Praetor, who helped them hijack a shuttlecraft and uh, fly away from the situation. However, they uh, were quickly radioed by the command in the area, asking them where they were going. Uh, a valiant effort was made in order to convince them that they were escorting the, in- the Inquisition away from the area. Um, unfortunately, that did not fly, and they were told to not fly. And uh, they decided to say, uh, fuck you, this is my shuttle now. And uh, so it was. Like you do. Yep. So they were currently being chased, or they were just got done being chased by several gunships, actually, on the way uh, through town, zigging and zagging through different buildings and landscapes and things like that. Uh, Cass actually found a... Missile tube. Missile tube, which is mm-hmm. sort of like a, a rocket launcher. minorly, yeah, it's like a rocket launcher, taking out vehicles or just doing Fine. a lot of explosive stuff to people. Mm-hmm. And uh, was able to um, moderately damage both of them. Uh, the main key thing is it slowed them down long enough for them to get out of sight, at which point Praetor told everyone to jump out of the back of the shuttle as she sent the autopilot to fly it directly into the side of a building. 
So the group all jumped out uh, and started uh, free-falling down the uh, about 150 feet down to the, the ground below. Several people, however, were already equipped for this sort of maneuver, uh, carrying various t- uh, implements in the form of um, like a gravity shoot, or, or I think it's more specific called the anti-grav shoot, mm-hmm. which is basically um, a, a harness that has a repulsor field that slows you down as you fall. I believe Cass had one, I believe uh, Sonata had one, and I believe that um, Fur had one as well. Uh, unfortunately, Rio did not have one. However, um, Praetor came up to him and basically just grabbed him. Uh, and if you don't remember Praetor, she is a large, muscular woman. She's currently wearing full black plate, um, uh, what's called heavy armor in the game, and uh, has a a domed Mandalorian-style helmet with a, the classic T-shape in the front of it, scooped him up off his feet and jumped out of the uh, of the plane with them. Rio mm-hmm. likes to be mayhem. Mm-hmm. And no in my head, uh, he's in like a princess carry. Yep, that works. Save me. Basically, you just felt it. You felt one hand on your shoulder, and then you just felt your legs swept out from underneath you, <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, okay, that's what we're feet. doing." I imagine that he sells into it too and like puts his arm around her neck and everything. Oh, As yeah. she's jumping out of the burning shuttle, he's just like, swoon. <laughs> she rolls her eyes. Yep. <laughs> I'm not doing this because I like you, Baka. <laughs> she would be a sooner. Yeah. Um, anyway, along with the group, there was also Gizka, who they'd successfully uh, extracted, who says, nah, I'm okay, I got this. And then Avidity, who was unconscious and strapped to a small makeshift wheelbarrow slash trauma cart mm-hmm. that uh, um, Sonata actually attached himself to so that hopefully his um, grab shoot, grab shoot extend will to extend to uh, Avidity as well. Also, I can't walk, and I think that it might help lessen the impact if the uh, stretcher construct that I built absorbs some of that. Because <laughs> that's going to suck. Who's going to land face down? Right. Find out next. I might prefer that <laughs> to landing on my feet. <laughs> Along with those people, we also had the um, very large sort of um, uh, what's it? A uh, pelican? Uh, what do you call those shelled animals with the with the frick? I looked it up. Platypus. No, the the ones with all the spines on their back. Um, Porcupine. Porcupine. Armadillo, uh, uh, a pelican, or something like that. Yeah, it's it's like an armadillo, but it's uh, anyway, somewhat oh. bit different. They have a reptilian dog that has uh, similar bladed spines down its back. That was also with a group that jumped out. It, of course, was not equipped for this, as well as pangolin. That. Pangolin. pangolin. Thank you, yeah, that's pangolin. It, um, it looks like a, a mix, a lizard dog with pangolin uh, things on the back. Anyway, he jumped out. His name is Spike. Um, as well as that, he's mean as <laughs> to everyone. <laughs> he just can't hurt this guy. He's my dog, and he loves me very much. A deafel chem dealer by the name of Dapper, who was with them. He also did not appear to be equipped for this. Good. Drug the about fuck him. out of way too many people for me to think he's safe to be around. <laughs> Is, does he? Does he canonic, canonically wear a fedora, or is that it just is not pork a fedora? Pie? It okay. is. What is it? Did you say it was pork pie? Isn't it just a giant hat? It's the like steamboat hat. Like it's got it's like very flat, only goes up so far, and it's very wide brimmed. It's cocked um, at an angle. Cocked at an angle because his ears and all that stuff. And then he's got a big sequin vest and like uh, a shimmery shirt. So okay. he's super dapper and super uh, obvious and super obnoxious. <laughs> so 
Those of you no. equipped... He's not allowed to talk to him. Those of you, I guess that's everybody except for Rio, has my to make a coordination check. Uh, it's Dope. going to be an average check except for you, sir. You have to upgrade it once. Are you sure you don't want to add setback to it instead? Ooh. Oh, are you going to get rid of that setback? Oh, wouldn't that be convenient? <laughs> convenient. Alright, I need uh, average. I, I need fail. Purple and a red, please. And then a boost. You got hands. Four greens <clears throat> and a yellow. I can't reach any of the dice I need. <laughs> There's a boost. There's a boost. I like to reach one of the dice I need. Two success and one advantage. I'm agile. Mm-hmm. Three success and two advantage. Okay. Those of you who succeed are able to land more or less on your feet. Um, that's why I said more or less. Um, or otherwise basically successfully able to plant yourself onto the ground with your shoots um, full-on flaring out with their energy field um, safely without any complications. For every failure you got, if you failed, you take one point of damage, one point of strain. As you hit the ground at a weird angle and tumble. Fur especially tumbles into basically several uh, boxes of refuse and just everything goes everywhere like a bowling ball. Like you do. As I land, I drop into a roll and come back out on my feet, and then I'm uh, pushing to a, a spot where I can get cover. Mm-hmm. As soon as you land with Praetor, she basically just tips you and puts you back on your feet again. Your stomach kind of takes a second to, like, find itself back into the center of your being. So did uh, Praetor have a, a shoot, or...? As Praetor fell... The pack on her back actually sprouted several ports, and thrust came out of it. Oh, so she has a, uh, a small jetpack. Uh, apparently it's not a full jetpack, but it's enough that it can uh, allow her to move short distances, which she used to slow her fall. Is her last name Fett? It's actually Ordo, but... Okay. Still Mandalorian. <laughs> I think we got that from the helmet, though. Yeah. Hmm. And the fact that I've repeatedly <laughs> described her as Mandalorian. Anyway. I'm looking for uh, any kind of threat or if the uh, other gunships that were flying around have uh, a sight on us. Mm-hmm. So, you guys, uh, what, what do... So you get put down. So what yeah. do you do? Let's start with you. What's around me? So you guys are on... Uh, those of you who made it into the side are on the very edge of basically a large rectangular wharf. And there are several buildings that basically um, kind of fill out your horizons on all three sides, except for out further, which is out towards the bay. So there are uh, various, like, columned porches that lead to um, closed shops or um, small homesteads and things like that. If you had to guess, you were pretty close to the... Um, southwestern part of Bayside, which is, uh, as you remember, somewhat residential. Uh, Rio will seek some cover and then start making sure he's all in one piece. Mm -hmm. And look at Praetor and go, well, that's a pretty convenient backpack thing. Always be prepared. She's going to follow basically you to uh, get basically undercover away from any potential line of sights. Can I make a resilience check um, using the failure setback mechanic to take damage and strain to move? 
Because you've previously said that I'm not allowed to move. Um, my resilient, my brawn is shit, and that's what resilience is based off of. So I expect to take damage from this. You can make an attempt. So go ahead and make me a um, let's say average resiliency check. Uh, one setback. What's the classic four. Setback is that you are currently strapped to a cart. Well, yeah, I'm gonna untie that. I'm trying to move that. Okay. You didn't say that before. You <laughs> yeah, no, that's my bad, my bad. That was up here and not here. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I want to like uh, unfasten myself from the cart and then try and get into cover with that. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I don't expect anyone to come out here and risk being shot at to get me. Are nope. you still pulling the cart, though? Uh, pulling or pushing, whichever is going to be easier. I'd imagine that a push would require... No, that require... They're both going to be hard yeah, they're on they're both going to suck. And they're both going to suck. It's I'm still going gonna... to result in a setback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're both going to suck. No. That's what we're going to try. The classic DM, you can try. Oh, boy. So... An attempt was made. Three failure. Okay, that's going to be three damage. Yep. Um, I'm assuming I can't soak that. You can't, no. It's <laughs> internal damage. Uh, you try to basically pull the rope over your shoulder and just put all of your weight on your knees to push it forward, and just immediately you buckle. You just, ah! And you just drop down onto the ground, splashing into the water. Uh, the, the puddles on the ground, not the actual yeah, yeah. wharf. How far am I away from them? Uh, you're probably about 10, 15 feet. You guys landed in somewhat the same area. I'm sure you probably made the conscious effort to stay together. Congregate. Um, as you kind of like hear this and you turn around, you can see that something is like basically bulging up over the coast uh, and is like starting to scramble up over the wall. And you see uh, Spiked with a matted ball of sequent fur basically like in his mouth as he drags um, Dapper. Uh, Dapper out of the water. Good boy. <laughs> Whatever. He's going to try to eat him. <laughs> That's not my problem. Do you need some help? Yes. Horrible sound of, of like, super dense bone claws on stone. <laughs> as he tries to, like, pull himself up and kind of, like, wiggles his, his, his hindquarters to get, like, up over the wall. And then he just basically, like, looks around and just drops Dapper on the floor. I'm going to hit my comms. Yes, help would be great. I'm going to say, calm check. Check. They work? Check, Mm -hmm. I think. In fact, they do. Thought they might. Um, Also, you, as you were paying attention, you get the overview of, as you guys are sort of like, kind of starting to make your way into cover, you notice that one of the gunships has come around the corner, and it's kind of almost limping, more or less. It's got a plume of smoke coming out of one of its engine nacelles, ports, whatever you call it in Star Star Wars. Um, And you can see every once in a while, deep within the cloud of smoke, uh, a couple sparks go off. Whatever you hit, you think that it's... uh, Burning fuel and leaking energy, um, which is which is why it's it's moving at such a basically quarter pace as it comes around. You see um, a very bright spotlight, however, comes on and immediately uh, columns out in front of it and starts uh, highlighting the wall of the building that you guys had crashed into. Looking around at the uh, the rim of the, the like gash hole that the shuttle had done to the side of it, um, and is kind of like. Uh, Reviewing the damage and stuff like that. The other one has not yet come into view. 
they're looking for us in the building. That's good. Mm-hmm. We need to get to concealment as quickly as possible. Rio, that one's not going to stay in the air very long, but more will come. Yeah, let me get these. Never mind. Appreciate it. <laughs> I'm going to attempt to push both of them. I mean, you've been moving the cart around without... I know, but I don't know what the the ground is like, or <clears throat> there's any sort of, you know, <laughs> difficult terrain. So, Rio is going to... Yep. It's going to <clears throat> chastise Sonata as he pushes the cart. Gotcha. I had to try. Yeah, well, you know your knees are fucked. So yeah, they are. I don't know what you expected. Had to be done. Magically... Had to be done... The- Magically delicious. Had to be done. It's hard going. Um, pushing uh, the cart is not in good condition anymore. It was sort of MacGyvered together and just like went down 150 feet. Oh, yeah. Even Slowfall, it had basically two people attached to it and kind of rolled to a stop. So the wheels kind of, you know. Oh, it's wiggling. like the janky cart at mm-hmm. the, the grocery store. Uh, however, That's while you kind no. of like, kind of get it, try to get a balance, you have to kind of tip it slightly to the side to, to get it to like rest on the wheel just enough so that it can yep. uh, go forward. Uh, there's a soft uh, sound of uh, impact next to you, and Gizka lands there as well, uh, just like right beside you. You guys have been on the ground for about 30 seconds and you haven't seen him. And he just kind of hops down next to you. Where have you been? Uh, kind of like points up to the side of the building. And mm-hmm. then down, and then down, and then... You're here now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he kind of, like, reaches out for a second, feels the cart, and he kind of lifts up under one part, giving a little bit more leverage to uh, push it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. What's Spite doing? Um, Spite seems to uh, shake off a bunch of water, um, ignore several curses that come from uh, Dapper as he kind of gets up and <laughs> kind of shakes himself off and kind of, like, walks at you like a very... Uh, Upset orangutan, just like a bunch of fur just hanging down as it as it kind of moves forward. Um, he does not have his hat with him anymore. Rip, rip the hat. Um, otherwise, he seems content to start sniffing around the dockside. Oh. Where is Cleaver? I don't know. I didn't see him fall. Well, uh, I saw him fall. I just didn't see where he landed. I will look for Cleaver. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and uh, make a average perception check. I will try. None of us are too perceptive. Um, can I? Oh, never mind. <laughs> but I succeed. Uh, two threat and four success. Okay. A little bit further down uh, on the dock, there is a. Oh, I'm sorry. On the wharf, there's a lower dock that has like. Um, like something you could lash a boat to or something to that effect because the wharf walls are concrete and about like 10 feet. Um, and so there's there's a stair that goes up from there. You see um, just barely him sort of like wookie paddle up to the, the dock and he just starts to pull himself on. So he seems to be functional and, and, and operating. Okay. He's, uh, he's about 45 feet away from where you guys are, though. In that case, I will look for... Um... I don't know, a place we can go that will have some concealment from the air, mm-hmm. and then we can get out of this immediate area. Okay. Uh, with the density of the buildings, you think that your best bet is probably to move between structures. Um, it's There's not a, there's some cover from the rain and, and from line of sight above you, but for the most part it would keep any angular uh, glances off of you. They'd have to basically be like on top of you or, or directly along the edge of that. And so as long as you kind of like keep an eye out 
wait for a spotlight that may search over you to uh, pass by and then dive forward. You think that you could keep that up and make some distance from here. Right. I'll call it out. Distance to the agenda, do we know? Um, you're in South Bayside. Um, it's usually about a 10-minute drive by taxi from Bayside proper. So if you're about a 10-minute walk out and then you catch a taxi, you're about 20 minutes out. What if we decided to walk it? Uh, it would be the better part of an hour to make yourself across town. Worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Taxi's not going to come by and pick up Spike. No. <laughs> Plus, we got lots of wounded. And a car. A stretcher. We don't want to call the extra attention. <laughs> yeah. We need to call three taxis to get all these people. <laughs> pick up some of the trash. Let's disguise the cart as best we can. Okay. I will have you go ahead and make an average survival check for that. Um, and then if you succeed, I will have a party stealth check made. Um, if the survival check survive, or succeeds, then I won't apply any penalties for the card being with you. Nope, one advantage. But okay. So then we're going to go ahead with that stealth check then, and you're going to upgrade the difficulty once. All right. You are conspicuous. Oh, even... Yeah. Two, three, four, five. What was it? Hard? Average? Uh, the check is going to be average upgraded once. Do you want, like, a group I have, check? I have yeah, two one, ranks. One, one, one check. Okay. I figured it'd be best. I have yeah. two ranks and a boost. Cool. So we'll use that. Do you want me to add his boost in there? Sure. Usually it's... More simple than this, for this, I'm fine with it. All right. Yeah, it looks like you kill it. Absolutely annihilate it. Okay. Uh, one, two, three. I'm sorry. One, two, two success. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine advantage. So you believe that uh, you successfully make it through town. It takes you, again, about an hour to make it from a South Bayside, past Bayside up into um, sort of the Undercity proper where you guys know the agenda is nestled. Um, you get a few glances now and again as as people kind of like see this kind of large group of people, but you think none of them, you know, make it their business. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you get looks all the time, especially being armed. A lot of people appraise you, but you don't think anyone's like, damn, those guys look suspicious, so... Um, yeah, I think we're fine. As you guys are making your way through, um, uh, go ahead and make me a survival check. This is an average check. Weather related, if that is something that you have any skill with. Don't assault my chair. I don't think so. That's not consented. But why not? Weird. No, I do not have anything weather-related that gives me a bonus. Cast up your knees. One success again. Or one uh, one advantage. You have... I rolled just enough failure to cancel all my success. That's how that works. The rain is 
quite muted. It's, uh, it's, you're used to this steady downpour every day. The wind picks up and picks up and lets off, waxes and wanes a bunch. Um, the temperature sometimes fluctuates. You think that the wind is particularly strong, um, and you definitely see flashes of lightning up in the clouds. Blue lightning, by the way, because I know that's important. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but, you, but you think the rain has uh, started to subside, which is very... It's like the first time you guys have experienced that. That's weird. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just assume it's just weather, regular weather patterns and kind of ignore it. Mm-hmm. You're like, odd. Strange. Noted. <clears throat> Moving on. So as you guys progress forward, uh, you're about 10 minutes or so out from the agenda um, where you think that you can get onto basically the main road and hit there. And then Praetor will say, we're going to take a side path. And she pulls you or directs you guys um, down a, a, a sort of a roundabout way to, to get there. I'm going to mention to Praetor, you might want to call ahead someone you trust. We may have visitors there. And they, they know we bunk down there. Mm-hmm. So they might try to get ahead of us. I'm hoping that the crash will, the crash in your bravado uh, might lead them to believe that you perished in the crash. Um, However, I think that's a prudent course of action, that's why I'm taking this side route. There's a few secret entrances into the agenda, and if the main entrance or perhaps even the side entrance are being watched, then I'd like to take us through a a path that's unlikely it's being uh, Surveyed. Seems smart. That way we can get in without being seen, hopefully, and then you guys can take care of any business. But uh, if they figure out that you did not perish in the.
Hello everyone, welcome back. Sorry about that, we had a bit of technical difficulties, but we are back at ya. Twitch gonna twitch. Twitch gonna twitch. Alright, so I'm not exactly sure where we cut off, so... Um, uh, oh, that's fucked. Anyway, continue. I'll fix. <laughs> go ahead. We'll continue on with the repairs as we go going, for- going forward, so just sit back and listen to my don't sit tell them in the Or don't. It's a trap. I mean, they, they kind of have to. Mm-hmm. It's a So, Han Jovi has successfully made landfall and made their way through town to get back to the Obsidian Agenda. There was a brief conversation about how... Um, the Inquisition and perhaps the Empire itself may be looking for Han Jovi if they don't believe they died in the crash of the shuttle. <laughs> the last thing they remember is secret entrances. Praetor was leading them towards a secret entrance when uh, Fur uh, had a mounting degree of agitation. Mm-hmm. Praetor's words. Not saying anything, just visibly pissed. Okay. Um, if she recognizes your feelings, she doesn't appear to respond to them. Uh, it could be that she just didn't notice or that she's too busy focused on the task at hand to make an issue of it. I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that she's not the best at uh, responding to feelings just in general. <laughs> so. Praetor? No. <laughs> not Praetor. Not Praetor, no. We'll progress. Mm-hmm. We'll just keep going. So she's going to lead you guys about a block and a half um, to the side of, agenda, of the Ascidian Agenda. She's going to peel you guys off and take you over. There's a small, um, it's like a utility shed along the side of the road um, that looks like it houses like a power transformer or something to that effect, uh, locked up tight. She will go over there and from her pouch she will uh, withdraw several different um, apparatus that you believe can be uh, keys of some sort for locks and things like that. I'm going to pay attention to what she's doing without seeming like I'm paying attention to what she's doing. Mm -hmm. So she displays to you rather, uh, I would say brazenly, but she uh, doesn't take the time to conceal what she's doing. There are several obvious locks. However, there's also a couple hidden triggers that you pick up on by paying attention. Um, If you want to go ahead and make a... um, Perception... It would be a perception check to get the information and a skullduggery check to not be noticed that you are paying attention without paying attention. Both average. Okay. Uh, so, uh, wild success on the perception check. Three okay. success and an advantage. On the skullduggery check, apparently I don't have any ranks. Uh, two advantage. Two advantage. No success. Okay. You're not quite sure if she noticed you or not, but she gives you zero reactions to what you're doing. Um, you notice with your perception check there are several like pressure triggers that before she turns a certain lock, she presses in a piece of the uh, the locking mechanism itself before turning and things like that. And you're able to pick up on the process. You remember exactly the order that she did it and all that stuff. And she opens it up. Instead of finding um, a set of... Uh, power towers, whatever you call them, the place with all the, the power transfer places, uh, there is a manhole in there. Where she walks over, hooks one of her gauntleted hands in, and just pops off the top of it and kind of tosses it aside. Lands with a heavy, resounding, just clang on the ground, and then she starts gesturing for you guys to go in. I'll go in first. You go down into a dimly lit tunnel. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems to be clean, and it seems to be 
um, more or less free of refuse, and there's no water or anything like that. So unlike, you would assume, most sewers or water runoff uh, tunnels, this one appears to be solely for the purpose of people to, to pass through. All right. Just uh, one... One way, or...? Mm -hmm. For the most part, it seems to just travel one way. Uh, You do notice that after uh, ways down, probably about 100 feet or so, you think that it might uh, branch off. Okay. I'll head that way. Okay. I'll keep my eye out for traps. Mm Mm-hmm. Who knows? Mm Mm-hmm. I will follow suit. Mm Mm-hmm. The Wambulance will follow behind. Okay. With Praetor and Giska's help, you're able to get down Avidity in the uh, Wambulance, as you call it, uh, rather successfully. Mm -hmm. Once all of you are in the tunnels um, and you are able to uh, get Spite, I assume, down there with you, that's a bit of a to-do. He requires a bit of coaxing. Eventually he is able to uh, pop down and rather gracelessly land at the bottom of the the ladder. But uh, he seems no worse for wear. Otherwise, once you guys are finished, you hear a brief uh, scuffle from upstairs as you're pretty sure that Praetor is... uh, locking up behind you, climbs down the ladder just enough to pull the the uh, manhole cover back up over, clunk it into place, and she follows you down. You guys follow down the tunnel, and you uh, quickly come to um, a set of diverging paths. You think that one of the paths leads further away, perhaps another tunnel entrance that brings you to the same area, um, and one that heads directly down to the uh, the agenda. I'm going to try and figure out, with that path going the direction it is, where it might, like, come up. Okay. And just just get a, a ballpark idea of where that other entrance is. Probably survival? Average survival? Average survival. Uh, yeah, one success. Okay. With your limited information, you're fairly certain where you are under the ground. Um, and so you, you, if you basically take this point and you take a compass line in your head, you kind of have a general layout of the area that you're in. You think if you were to follow this tunnel and look for uh, conspicuous places, kind of like that that shard, that shard, that shed, you might find something similar. So. Okay. Um, it's not guaranteed, but you think that's a good way, good place to start. Go ahead and make me an average perception check. Or, uh, it's actually going to be a hard perception check as you guys make your way further down. It's not looking too good. Uh, I failed with three threats. Okay. You do not notice any traps as you make your way down the tunnel. Okay. Uh, neither do you seem to set any off, though. Uh, and you were quickly... I was hoping I'd be warned or something, you know, if there was one. Mm-hmm. Uh, nope. Praetor, who is taking up, the, uh, taking up the rear, makes no, uh, makes no effort to warn you she or you no guide warnings. you or anything like that. You walk right into it. So you get, uh, get to the end of the tunnel about uh, two or three minutes later, and you find a uh, corrugated steel, like, doorway that kind of, like, rolls upwards. Um... Praetor will, before you about get there, she will make her way around both of you, uh, all of you, and scoot up to the front of it, go up, and she will uh, take out a, another apparatus from her belt pouch, um, put it into one of the, uh, like a small slot on the side of the door, twist it, which then you hear a small mechanical clunk. 
afterwards, she basically reaches down and just kind of like manually pushes the door open. And you find yourself in a dimly lit corridor. You follow. Gesture. Well, I guess I'll go. Mm-hmm. You come in and you find yourself into like a back room of sorts. Like if you go into uh, the back area of a retail, you know, there's like bathrooms or refreshers, meeting rooms, uh, things like that. Um, you kind of get the se- the sense though that with the uh, the dull but clean lighting and the uh, the immaculate. Steel walls that you're familiar with with the basement of the agenda is that you are in the um, bottom of the bunker. Cool. All right. I guess we'll push push on. Mm-hmm. Doesn't take you long. Uh, you come out of a side path that you've never actually gone down before because it's slightly like a uh, oh hello. It's slightly like a uh, like an employees only area of the bazaar, but you come out and you find yourself in the. Uh, uh, the tabled, well-equipped area. Of you know who else hangs out in the employees-only section? Death by Mage, thank you so much for subscribing two months in a row! Hello and thank, thank you. you so much, Jackie. You're awesome. Also, so Keys. Great. Cool. Yeah, Keys, keys we, we know you. Fantastic. <laughs> You're awesome. I've eaten meals with both those people. Truth. So you guys Burritos, find yourself safely back in the agenda. Alright. You ready to go to Grace? You better not take me. That's the, where the fuck we're going. I'm taking this it is not to go to Grace. <laughs> this is where you are going. I'm not going to Grace. <laughs> you are a liability. Do you understand that? Uh, Your e- temper is a liability. Either you go to Grace or you're not going on another mission. You're certainly not fucking going to the Imperial fucking prison ship. Yeah, I'm not going to the prison ship. We have no intention of going to the prison ship. We going At to Grace. At any point in time, am I going to the prison ship? If we, we have to go by the bunks to go to Grace, right? Uh, Grace is before the bugs. We going to Grace! I'm gonna get off the cart <laughs> and go to the bugs. You <laughs> just basically, just like, you're right up in front of Grace's place. She's like, you know, sipping a calf. She's like reading the morning paper. Nope! And just, she just like, for the, like, she just looks up as there's floppy feet going over the edge of a cart and she's just. You know who doesn't have floppy feet? Jenna, <laughs> thank you so much for that Twitch Prime sub. Seven months. Oh my god! In a row, you, Gemma. Gemma, you're amazing. Thank you so much. You're awesome. Thank you. <clears throat> I'm um, So Snoda flops right off that cart and just starts uh, army crawling his way to the bunk. Hey, That's Grace. To <laughs> Sorry to bother you and your calf and whatnot, but uh, she just sets it down. Sonata, have you? What now? Also avidity. But Sonata's army crawling his way to the bunk. I don't know if you... She's going to get up with a degree of urgency and she's going to make her way over to the cart and she's going to look down at avidity and she's going to... And then she's going to like turn and look over down the hallway at the uh, the pathetic form of Sonata <laughs> just crawling his way to the bunk and she's just... To be fair, if, I'm not, uh, if I don't have to put any weight on my legs, I'm probably... You know, just doing this pretty well, actually. Just leaving a trail of blood from where you landed on the ground. <laughs> I mean, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> no, you don't. Um, please help me get her over here to a to a table. I'll assist. I don't have any as well. external wounds. It's all internal. I don't think I'm leaving. A tra- I'm leaving a wet trail, but I don't think it's blood. <laughs> Jim, I'm sorry Water for assuming your foot status. You have very floppy feet, then. <laughs> 
Perhaps. 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 Or maybe you it's, don't. Her foot status is unknown. Take it from not floppy to unknown. And yeah. That's not how floppy. we need to see. Unknown. Mm-hmm. Floppy. The foot status uh, meter. Bar I'm really curious unknown. what a floppy foot is. You know what? You can find out more on wikifeet.com. It's what Sonata no, has. Don't do that. <laughs> Wikifeet. Sonata has floppy feet. That's probably true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In any case, uh, I guess uh, we'll observe and help Grace. Uh, it mm. would be really annoying if we brought her vidity all this way and she died on the table. Yeah. That would be sad. Um, she begins to uh, do several checks over, pulls out a few scanners and begins to go to work. And uh, she seems to be... Um, <laughs> uh, she seems to be uh, professionally distressed. Like, uh, oh shit, you know, like this is this is bad. Um, and uh, immediately she basically uh, hooks up a couple uh, uh, wires and tubes to the severed arm. You think in potentially in uh, arterial points or perhaps mm-hmm. through power conduits of some sort. Straps those into a machine and then uh, does the same thing with several points inside of the, the ruptured part of her chest. And once she's done that, she's turned on a couple of machines. She immediately, without basically consent or waiting for instruction or whatever, comes up to you all basically one at a time and begins to go up and down each of you and taking uh, full stock of any damage that she might have. If she comes up to me with that, I'll be like, I'm a low priority. She'll uh, do the ignore thing, me. even still, she'll <laughs> ignore you, and then she'll nod as if she agrees, and then she'll move on to the next one, and uh, she will take stock of any damage that you have, um, unless you guys do anything to stop her, um, and if she, if you have an active crit that is um, narratively bleeding or damaged or obvious or something like that, she will put a, uh, basically gauze or inject you with a stim pack or whatever that may take you um, to stability, more or less. Um, so you're fine, at least in her. She's triaged, you basically. Mm-hmm. Once she's done with that, she goes back to avidity. She does the same thing with Praetor, who Praetor flicks her wrist, and she Guess does... done anyway. <laughs> ...does pivot away from Praetor. Um, Praetor is wrist. in almost immaculate still black armor with mm-hmm. no visible signs. It's a little damp. Yeah, a little damn. It's a little dental. You're all a little damn. Um, is she hunting me down at the fucking... No. Bu- good. Uh, <laughs> if you... Basically, she she just missed you. She uh, right. so has other things to deal with. My intent is to crawl to the bunks, get into one of the lower bunks, and inject, inject myself with that stupid fucking serum that I was trying to avoid using that she gave me. Mm-hmm. You oh, do. you just don't want to show that you're taking... I, no, I have to report back to her side effects. I didn't want to take it because it involves taking side effect medications, which could affect my on-the-job performance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and once my legs healed and we had earned enough money to, for me to be able to pay for a dip in the back of the tank, I was going to do that. But the Inquisitor forced my fucking hand. <laughs> Communication is key, folks, in any team environment. <laughs> uh, so you give so yourself if anyone an comes injection. and talks to me, they'll get that explanation. Gotcha. Uh, keep that in mind, folks. Uh, but as far as you injecting yourself, you notice no immediate changes or reactions to your body once you put once you inject that. They're going to be dealing with the medical department for the greater part of probably an hour. I'm gonna uh, fucking sleep then. 
You uh, pass out hard, though. If the medicine has begun to take effect, you don't even recognize that you've fallen unconscious before anything happens. So I'm sure. Once she starts working in earnest mm-hmm. on, I'm going to assume, avidity, mm-hmm. uh, although I'm sure Gitz gets pretty fucked up as well, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to uh, mention to the others that I'm going upstairs, and I'm going to go up um, to where I can get eyes on the lobby, because um, I'm kind of expecting that they're going to show up. Like, bad people are going to show up, and I just want to <clears> know, <throat> like, as soon as possible that that's happening. You go, and you uh, go to leave the clinic... And you feel a hand uh, clamp around your wrist as you begin to uh, step towards the entrance. Uh, Gizka has basically lifted up one arm and just kind of like gently caught yours in uh, in his as he walks by. And you, um, uh, in the, the softest of whispers, you hear, come find me later. Oh boy. Oh boy. Okay. And then he lets you go once you give any sort of acknowledgement. Mm. He sneezes. <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna find a uh, quiet corner somewhere where there's a lot of light and sound in front of me because I know the gambling hall is like right off of that uh, area, and uh, just watch. Mm-hmm. So you make your way up to the the VIP area, uh, I believe is what we've been calling it, uh, which is where the elevator sort of detach, uh, departs. Uh, um, lift? Opens. The lift opens out into, uh, and you find that the place is dead. There is no music, there is no pa- patrons, um, and as far as you can tell, there's next to no employees that are currently active. You do see a few of them sitting at the um, sort of uh, bow of that sort of uh, gently sloped bar that uh, Dapper usually mans. Um, but they seem to be smoking and drinking and talking and stuff like that as if they're not on duty. Madame Lahani's gonna be pissed. So is this like off hours? Like basically... There's never been a time that the that the agenda was closed that you've ever been aware of. But I mean, like slow, slow time. Even or? slow time. There's someone manning all the stations. There. This is like, if there was such thing as after hours, this is it. Yeah, Lonnie's gonna be pissed. They closed the agenda. Huh. Fuck. Interesting. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna sneak around. Okay. I'm gonna see if I can uh, get any more information. Okay, what kind of information are you looking for? I'm just going to look around and see if there's anyone there that, like, I've never seen before, or, like, if anyone's uh, feeling distressed or nervous, or if there is a uh, official presence here or anything like that. You would get the sense pretty readily that while slightly anxious about the uh, events, you think that this is not a regular practice of theirs. Um, that whatever has caused them to be in this state has kind of got them a little worked up. But none of them seem to be, like, having a presence in the back of their mind. Like, like someone is there waiting for you to ambush. You get the sense of, like, everyone is relaxed. Some people may be kicking up their feet, taking advantage of the moment. But um, otherwise, it's strange. It's quiet. Um, none of the stations are manned. There's not a... a <clears throat> there's not a... No bartenders, no um, chefs in the kitchen, no nothing. It's very wow. quiet. Spooky. In that case, I'm going to chill in a quiet spot 
And I'm going to try and relax. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's been a long night. Correct. I have quite a bit of strain on me. Yep, yep. And, uh, yeah, I'm just going to keep keep watch, basically. Okay. I'll check back on what's going on downstairs uh, in like an hour or two. Avidity takes a great deal of the doctor's focus. Grace seems to be mostly trying to figure out what's going on with her, but she takes enough time between, like, she'll start a process, type in a few keys, and she will go over and finish up something that she had, she had like, put something to clot up uh, one of your wounds, and then she'll come by and take it off, check it, clean it, and then start bandaging it, bandaging it um, and then put a final patch over it. And she does this in waves, and she's very, very professionally and very, very... Um, uh, tactically going about all of your wounds and treatments. Um, once you rest, basically, you'll be considered to be fully healed. So you'll need a night, basically, to uh, recover. Okay. Other than that, uh, that takes about, better part, hour and a half from the point you get there that you guys are all considered to be discharged. Um, Gizka and... Uh, Avidity, however, are not. They appear to be in much worse condition than most of you guys. I will stay with Avidity and Gitska. Okay. Um, at some stay point during that period, and and Gitska. Gitska. Uh, <laughs> I will uh, approach Gitska. Mm-hmm. Gitska is in the is in the clinic, but he finds like basically the most out of the way place that he can sit, and he's kind of got like a. Uh, a back to patch held over his stomach mm-hmm. um, to uh, basically assist in the um, closing of the wound on his on his midsection. And um, as you approach, he kind of like turns his head towards you, which is sort of like the, the way that he acknowledges people's presence, mm-hmm. um, even though he's not looking at you, and he just kind of gives you a half nod as he just kind of sits there. You gonna make it there, tough guy? I think I'll be fine. Uh... You guys have been through worse, so I think I can manage. Back there with the Inquisitors. Yeah. Thanks. You, uh... You surprised me. You were really brave and really cool. And really A lot of people I know call that stupid, but... I have only ever known... About them through, and she kind of like he kind of like looks over to make sure that uh, mm-hmm. uh, Grace is occupied, and kind of like I've only ever heard about them through Zeke. I've never met them before, um, and from what Zeke has told me, only people who are trained in the ways of the Jedi are able to stand against them. Oh shit! <laughs> All right, well. nobody told me. That. <laughs> You know, they, they say ignorance is bliss, so... I I would... I, I'll be honest, I wish I could have seen it. Like, I, I, I got a... It's hard to read an Inquisitor, but I got a definite feeling of shame and surprise when you exchanged uh, blows with them. Good. It's good to know. It wasn't that cool. <clears throat> <laughs> Just like from two seats down, yeah. not that cool. Anyway, uh, what you did to put us in the situation was incredibly reckless. 
and I'm pretty upset about it. I, if I, but there are a lot more things that I'm more upset about right now, so you get a pass for now. Okay. Heal up, bud. If there's anything I can do about it, let me know. I... All right. I just wanted cool. to do what you guys asked me. Praetor crashed the ship that I was going to plan to use to assault the Imperial prison ship. I need a line on another Imperial cruiser so we can sneak past the blockade. What? Yeah. I'm super pissed. I'm a little confused. What's this about a prison ship? Don't worry about what it is. Just know that I need an Imperial shuttle. How about you heal first? Okay, um, I'll I'll ask around. I'll take things we weren't supposed to tell the agenda for a thousand. <laughs> Subtly. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, no problem. <laughs> Just walking up to the okay. book. and by that I mean don't leave here. Oh, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be allowed to leave in the near future. Ever. You're fucking grounded. (laughs) This is becoming a trend, and I have to explain myself. Grounded. Once Avidity is... If Avidity gets back on her feet, I'm sure she'll explain that we were just doing agenda business, but... The second thing... Yeah, Praetor is. This is not agenda business. This is Fur's business. The shuttle or yeah. everything that happened tonight? No. The the shuttle. The shuttle. Okay. Understood? Okay. You yes. understand what I'm Yes. Yes, I understand. Do you understand? I do. Okay. I do, yeah. But does fur understand? Clearly not. But it's good. Get healthy. It's good. Mm-hmm. You too. And fur is going to leave. Mm-hmm. You're asleep. You leave. What are you going to do? I'm unconscious. You are. You are. <laughs> you are dead. My adrenaline has worn off, and my legs just went. Limited hey, by the way, <laughs> and you are currently undergoing a massive uh, internal. What would you call it? Uh, internal restructuring Repair. stress. Yeah. As uh, your your body is basically being forcefully put back together. You are. It's a hostile. Unconscious. T- it's a hostile takeover. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go up to the bar area okay. um, and uh, either get a drink from a bartender, and if there isn't one, I'm just going to walk behind the bar and pour a drink. Okay. So you would assume that there are people who are considered bartenders or can work the, the front, um, but none of them seem to be on active duty, more mm-hmm. or less. So you can make your way around the counter and you start to pour a drink and you uh, get a few snickers from some of the people who work there, but no one seems to move to stop you. Okay. Mm-hmm. I will pour my drink and then go find a nice booth or like couch to sit on. Um, what kind of drink do you make? A limoncello. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, something strong. Probably something terrible. Lemoncello. <laughs> rancor fever? I drink the rancor fever. Rancor fever. Oh. Yep. It's viscous. <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> and slightly peppery. Oh. <laughs> oh. I don't want to know what that's made from. Mm-hmm. 
Rancor fetus. It's in the name. <laughs> Placenta. Well, that's fucked up! <laughs> so Stop! Anyway, <laughs> anyway, so you notice that all of the staff that are with you guys um, make their way out. So, uh, uh, or except for, I guess Gizka stays where he stays put, um, but Praetor leaves and so does Dapper. Um, they both uh, depart without without basically saying anything and go their own separate ways. Um, Spite basically stays at your heels uh, as you go back up into the main area. Uh, one, it draws attention like mad that there's a giant spiky dinosaur walking around the lobby. But once again, no one moves to stop you. Damn right. What am I going to do? <laughs> Rip their carpet. <laughs> he has giant talons. Yes. What do you... Uh, is there anything you do while there? I just keep a watch over Avidity. Okay. Gizka is there, conscious, but awkwardly silent. Like, he doesn't know what to, you know, say or do. Because he's in trouble. He doesn't know <laughs> he's how to... kind of in trouble. <laughs> he's kind of in trouble. <laughs> doesn't know how to justify what he's done. Right. Uh, he's, uh... He's... He... Both parents are mad at me. Yeah, right. I don't have anyone to get me out of this. I want to stay at Uncle Tim's house. Mm-hmm. Not going down that hole. Mm-hmm. Besides that, you just basically yep. keep watch. Yeah. Um, there is a slight moment where after she's completed with you and kind of moves back onto the, the business of um, avidity, that uh, she stops, turns, and gives you just one look up and down. You, for, like, the briefest moments, you, you get this sense of, like, and you are doing What? But before she get before you have the the, the opportunity to broach a um, like a, an excuse or a reason for whatever like that, she says, "Hand me that scalpel," and she begins to basically uh, direct your assistance. Yeah, I will. I will assist in any way possible. Mm-hmm. You don't end up doing anything critical, but uh, an extra pair of hands. Uh, Seems to take a bit of the burden. Off of oh, that's funny. It's like that was a conversation I was going to have. <laughs> <laughs> Grace is perceptive. Mm-hmm. Um, Sponge. The two of you up in the. Sorry, are you in the VIP, VIP area or the cantina area? <laughs> cantina area is obviously where the front door is, but. I was in the VIP area. VIP area? Okay. But if he's going to be up here, then uh, after I've. Given Grace some time to work with uh, other people, I'll uh, head down there. Um, I have a crit on my leg. Okay, gotcha. Um, you see him come up and begin to pour the drinks, and you're kind of like, "All right, we're good to go. I can, I can head back down and get my stuff taken care of." Um, but before you are able to make it to the elevator, basically oh you stood up and you kind of begun to kind of hobble your way back there, hiding your leg as best as possible, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you uh, hear a bit of a murmur from some of the people in the room, and when you kind of like glance over your shoulder to see what that's about, you notice that most of them, are, their focus is towards the gambling hall. And uh, there you see uh, Madame Lahani walking forward in sort of a... Uh, uh, a 70s style uh, uh, dress, um, very black, very low cut, um, very almost formal looking, um, like like a like a, like a power dress type of thing. Um, and she's got a <clears throat> wide brimmed hat that comes out with a, with a couple feathers popping off the top of it, and her blouse has a bit of a like almost frills that kind of go over one shoulder, like a oh, scarf boy. almost. 
Um, and she looks very, very uh, sharp with the way that she's dressed. Um, however, she looks very, very irritated. Mm-hmm. And she kind of is like walking in. She's got a purse in her hands and she's like... Mom had to come home early from the party. Oh, shit! <laughs> I will change course and go meet her. Okay. Um, she's coming in from... I don't know if that's gonna The front door. From the... Okay, well. Rip. Rip. Rip you. Oh, I was hoping to head her off before she reached for her, but... Nope. You oh, guys, well. You guys both been in the lobby area, or in the VIP area. Uh, she comes in, and you can see her eyes kind of, like, scoop over to fur behind the counter with a giant, like, dinosaur dog with his paws up on the table, like, looking at, like, what you doing, Dad? What you doing? Um, and right as she kind of, you kind of, like, can mm-hmm. head off. <laughs> and she kind of, like, turns and looks at you, like, Ooh. That's not good. I will casually make my way over there. <laughs> Drink in hand. So how far along have you been appraised? Not very. Okay. Do you want to have this conversation here? How important is it that we have this conversation? I guess reasonably important. It involves Imperials. And your staff. And us. I'm not there. I wish I was oh. there. You and your busted what ass knees. What is that? Uh, this is Krillian Brandy. No. What Nine. is that? And she's going to point over towards Spike. Uh, well, you know, I'm not exactly sure exactly what species he is. Um, but this is Spite. Uh, he's, uh, an animal companion of mine, of sorts, of the parties. Uh, he's an informal member of Han Jovi. I believe I heard him refer to as a dragon hound. What is it doing in here? Uh, well, uh, he looks kind of hungry, so I assume breakfast or dinner of some sort. (laughs) Probably. Well, I'm sorry, I just looked around and I didn't think that we were open right now, so I didn't think it was that big a deal. But I understand. Uh, is there a place on site that I can put him? Maybe the training area. Not here. Uh, that's really vague, but I will infer uh, what I, I want. The training area might be. And I will it. remove it from your direct eyesight. She's going to take off her hat, and she's going to look for a second, and she's just going to basically toss it on one of the uh, the stalls, and then she is going to, um, high heels clicking on the floor, make her way over uh, to the counter. She's going to take one of the drinks from one of the girls sitting there, um, give it a good hard swig, toss the cup back to her, and say, meet me in my, uh, meet me in my lobby. It's a power move. Just take someone else's drink. Take one of your employees' drink, just chug it. For the record, I will take Spite back to uh, Gitska, who I know is still waiting in Grace's mm-hmm. area, and I'll say, "Oh, put the, the uh, fucking med bay." <laughs> please watch Spite. Uh, I had to get rid of him, but I didn't want to leave him on uh, out of sight. Yeah, that's wrong terminology, but uh, unaccompanied. You just see Gitska lean past your shoulder. And you're not quite sure what he's looking at, but uh, you get this feeling of inflation, as if there's this pressure growing in the room, and you say, 
don't worry, Grace, I'll take him somewhere else. (laughs) (laughs) And he kind of does this, which gets Spike's attention, and then he uh, sort of leads him uh, very gingerly out of the the med bay into the the seating area out there and uh, begins to occupy his attention. Uh, Following that, I will return to the the lobby area. Okay. So, uh, to be clarify, um, she walks out of the room. Mm -hmm. Uh, So she doesn't beckon you to follow or whatever, but says, meet me there, and you get the sense of, like, when it's time. I will let her go, and then I will slip off to the side and calm the group and say, heads up, Lahani's in the house. Sleeping. Yep. I didn't take anything off, so my comms still in my ear. Uh, Your back sounds so hard. I will let you have a hard uh, perception check with uh, two upgrades on it to get that message. Ooh, upgrades? Yep. One for sleeping, one for being sedated. Okay. I want to be sedated. Uh, Setback, not. No, upgrades, not setback. Upgrades. Upgrades, not setback. You just reached for it, so I handed it to you. Yeah, I, I was wrong. <laughs> it's my fault. You were so helpfully unhelpful. Click it and clip it. And click zip it. it. Click it and clip and it. And rip it. It's like, what the click it or tick it. You know? That's amazing. So I succeed with both triumph and despair. <laughs> okay. I got one. He hears it. But is unable to move. (laughs) (laughs) I I think I have something. So it'll wake me up. And like... It'll give me enough that I can register what's said. But it's like... It's a start. So I'm like... Shoot up and just smack my head. (laughs) The buck above my... Oh, son of a... As soon as you do that, basically, both of... It could be just the motion. Could be hitting your head. Could be both... Or it could be also the medicine that you're on, but the world is, excuse me, spinning. I'm going to immediately grab one of the side effect meds and jab myself. <laughs> <laughs> and then come back, what and where? What? Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how mad is she? About an 8. I don't know, pretty mad. Oh, yeah. When do we need to meet her? I guess soon. In the morning. Let's let's meet her in the morning. I'm going to, like, kind of lay back down. I don't want to let her stew like, for six to eight hours. Thing. I would like to handle this uh, within the hour, if possible, in case uh, anything else were to happen. I'd like her to know all of the information so that if she has to make the decision of to turn us over to the Imperials or help us get the Imperials out of her facility, uh, she can make the proper, well-informed choice. Yeah, I'm going to say action's probably going to need to be taken soon. I'm pretty convinced that we're going to get a knock at the door soonish. Within the hour, then. I want to test my legs and see if I can... Yeah, no, unless somebody comes and gets me... I'm not going to be there, and I really want to be there for that. Are you calling the ambulance for assistance? I'm calling somebody. <laughs> that fucking cart is not going to hold together long. Any much longer. 
So the ambulance will be by soon. Thank There's you. also a lot of stairs. You will help me walk. <laughs> I bet not. Grace has a professional ambulance that you could borrow. <laughs> not you know. Seen. I think that's fair. I'll look at Grace and go. Do you have a, a, a stretcher I can borrow? I need to cart a fool. Yeah. Hmm. Madame Lahani's back and she doesn't sound very pleased. So, hmm. wonder how our meeting went. Mm, who knows? We should probably have to leave it early. <laughs> where do you need to, to be taken? She came home. You know, that's a really good question. Hey, where are we meeting her? <laughs> Icom. Touche. Madame Lahani? Her office. Yeah. The worst place. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, that's not Her good. office. See, do you have any insight on that? Is that a good put bad place? Or like when people get called to her office, depends on why she's calling you. Yeah, we're fucked. So if she's really <laughs> mad. <laughs> we didn't get called. We offered. So if she's mad, and you're going to her personal lobby. Mm. What'd you do? <laughs> Just motion around the med bay. <laughs> well, there's this. There's that. No point to get scared. Point down the hall at me. Yeah. And then, you know, if there's had, the fool. If I had to give you my professional opinion, if it's your fault, I'm, then she's going to be real mad. You know, I don't admit fault. So... If it's not your fault, bear down. You can yeah. probably weather it. I'm sure you've got the rest of this. It's like four-tenths our fault. <laughs> I'm sure you've got this. I know I've just been handing you things, but... Okay. Um, yeah. Thank you for your assistance. Uh, cart uh, structure. <laughs> so she's gonna point over, and there's one of those like ambulance um, stretchers that has like the the rising and falling mm-hmm. um, bits to it, uh, and uh, basically she just gestures at it, um, and the bot that's normally attached to the wall will pop off, go over, interface with it for a second, and you hear a couple brief clicks, and then it flies back to its spot. So um, it appears to be. Am I getting a wheelchair? Is that what's happening? No. No, you're getting this carded, This is a full bro. stretcher. You're getting carded. Why the fuck are you... The professional ambulance is on its way. <laughs> I, I will make my way to the... Because you said you were going to the, the bunks, right? Yeah, I'm on one of the lower bunks. Okay. Yeah, he's uh, he's just the, the room over for yeah. me. When you bring the stretcher, I'm like, she doesn't have a chair. No. This is all you've got. Did you ask for a chair? Or I asked ask for, for a stretcher. She, I asked for what she had available, and this was it. Now you, you need wanted... to roll deception because that's fucking lying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is it against deception? Um, I believe it's uh, vigilance. Excellent, my guess. I think it's a hard knee check. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Auto fails. <laughs> God damn it. So what am I rolling against, sir? Uh, I have a boost and one ability. So a purple and a setback. Oh, you just have one? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. And a setback. That's there. Okay. That's a fucking triumph. So I he failed with triumph. With triumph. So, uh, is it a failure or is it a wash? No. It's a wash. Well, it's a wash. It's a wash yeah, with triumph. triumph. Okay. It's a failure. His flippant attitude gives you the idea that he's enjoying the fact that, oh yeah, this is all she had. A little too much. But you can't quite tell if he's lying for sure. 
So you can either get on the cart and we can cart you up there, or you can stay here. Fine. And I will slowly lower it. I'm gonna ask her later. We're gonna have words. That's fine. I'm sure she's gonna love to talk to you. <laughs> I don't want to talk to her. I'm gonna grab the little packet of side effect medication just in case I need it, but leave the rest of my gear down here. Mm-hmm. Ooh, what's that? I got medication from Grace that I was trying to avoid taking until I could afford to have these healed properly. It's experimental and has side effects, so mm-hmm. this is in case I get those while oh. it's healing me. Oh, okay. He's saying this all while being yeah. just like wheel <laughs> just the whole way. It's, it's the bedside matter. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Wounded coming through. <laughs> and Rio is absolutely playing it up. Absolutely. Elevator open. Someone's walking out. Pardon me. Cripple coming through. <laughs> so true. I imagine I also kind of poke off the end of it, too. Yeah, probably a little bit. You're very tall. Oh, darn. Oh, shit. Sorry. There go your legs. Bump your feet against things. So we head up to Madame Lonnie's lobby. Okay. As do I. Perfect. So that seems about just about all of you are going up there. Um, you've never been to her personal lobby before. Um, you're not quite, even quite sure what that is. Uh, however, when you are all up there and you start kind of looking around for it, you notice that she had walked down um, the side hall that goes down towards the... Um, the uh, upper-class rooms, basically. Um, the rooms that you can rent for a pretty penny. Um, and she goes down all the way to the end of the hallway there. Um, if you were paying attention, that's, that's where she went. Uh, as you guys make your way there, it's almost a signal that you're going in the right direction because in a very casual clothing, you do find Praetor standing next to the door. She has uh, uh, disrobed the armor uh, and helmet and her equipment, and she is basically wearing the equivalent of uh, a t-shirt and slacks. Uh, it's the first time you've seen her out of formal wear, first time you've seen her out of athletic wear, and the first time you've seen her out of combat wear. Um, and she is... Uh, um, looks like she may have gotten a shower. Wow. Her hair is a bit... Um, damp. Uh, damp is not a surprise, but it's uh, been sort of... Taken out of her face, basically. She's she's done a little bit of not really styling, but management of it. Um, and it's kind of combed straight back. And she'll nod uh, as you guys approach. Great. I'll just walk in. Mm-hmm. Wee, wee, she opens the door for you and lets you stop in. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> do you have... <laughs> do you have crippled access? <laughs> God damn it, I need handicap access for this this gentleman. Um, You don't earn a smile, but you earn one just peaked eyebrow. (laughs) That's all I want. As as she, like, looks over and just kind of is like... I'm just gonna, like, just look at her and just shake my fucking head. (laughs) She doesn't move to stop you, though. (laughs) You guys make your way into a warmly writ, uh, writ, lit side room. Um, a couple things stand out is that there is um, a desk area with a small computer on it uh, in the far corner in the far back right. The room itself is probably around 30 by 30-ish. Um, That's a thick room. It's a pretty thick room. Uh, it seems to be a generously occupied... Uh, it seems to be generously occupied by a... Um, set of couches in a uh, L shape 
um, with a small table in the front of it. It looks like a, a, a casual place for people to sit down and mm. maybe share a drink or something like that. Uh, also in the back, you do see a large um, uh, sheltered area that you believe to be a um, sort of like a columned bed with curtains down over it. Um, very, very um, muted but tasteful decor. Mm-hmm. Um, very uh, high class. Um, unlike the rest of the agenda, which has sort of been kind of piecemealed together, different pieces of furniture, different glasses, different uh, pieces of equipment, this seems to have been a designed room. Um, and definitely gives you the impression of like, I kind of earned being in here, um, even though you kind of then immediately think, like, well, maybe not in the best of not ways. Not the right way. <clears throat> uh, you see, sitting on one of the couches, Giska has made his way up here before you guys. Um, mm. And he is sitting in tense silence. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in fact, actually, he, he's sitting there kind of like upright, but you notice that he's uh, kind of fiddling behind his back with his hands. Mm. Um, uh, very, very awkward. And he nods without looking at you guys, but just kind of acknowledges that you, when you look at him, it seems that he's aware of that and just nods as well. Madame Lahani is uh, sipping out of like a fine china cup. She's changed out of her dress into um, what appears to be like um, slacks, and she's wearing um, like a white dress blouse. Um, more practical than most of the clothes that she normally gets into, but um, definitely still like I have a certain level of quality that I have right. to meet uh, even casually. And as you guys walk in, she starts to gesture towards the couch. And then she sees that you are wheeling in a person on a stretcher into the room. I apologize for his his look, but he really wanted to be a part of this conversation. But this is the only way I could bring him. I don't believe him, but I did need to be here. And I will start slowly raising the bag. <laughs> I've been sitting up on the stretcher the whole time. Just, just, Whether the best is up or not. I'm so sorry. So sorry. Yeah. I apologize for this lack of care. <laughs> You're all standing in this lobby. Yep. Just cause kind of like... And it's... <laughs> this is awkward silence. It's for the... So I will uh, sit on the couch and uh, kind of near Gitska, I will, like, as I'm passing him, I will, like... Uh, grab his shoulders and give him a tap. Uh, like it's gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. He is super tense. Mm-hmm. He is uh, normally a very um, what's the way that I can say this without being suggestive? Loose postured, um, yeah. fluid moving. He seems to have a grace to him. He is stiff as a board. Stiff as a board right now, yeah. but quietly internalizing it. So. Uh, Internally screaming. Yeah. (laughs) Internally screaming into the force. (laughs) Would you like to make your way to the couch? Just leave me on the stretcher and go sit down. I will lock all the wheels. (laughs) I'll stand. Praetor shuts the door behind you guys uh, while stepping into the room. Where do you want to start, Lahani? Hi. Why don't you start from the beginning? All right. Like, how far beginning? Well, we got called to this planet by our... No, I won't do that to you. You already know why we're here. Um, the relevance begins with the construction company. 
Yes, you had a job there. Yeah, yeah. it went south. Mm-hmm. And Gizk has told Things me out that of our he is, control. He went there in response to a request. Yes, we'd filed a grievance, as it were, um, because they refused payment. Um, Gitska went to secure said payment. Apparently, they requested a meeting there to investigate the site after our claims because they were uh, uh, insinuating that none of those things happened. Gitska found evidence. She gives you the briefest of nods, like, you know, it's protocol kind of thing. Secured payment for us, which he has provided to us already. Um, and upon attempting to leave, was apparently ambushed by the Inquisition. Now, all of that seems to make a whole lot of sense to me. Up until the point that you said that the, not just the Empire got involved in this investigation, but that dreadful, dark group of murderers. Mm. Glad we're on the same page with them. About them, rather. Excuse me. I'm in the business of murder. So I can definitely understand... We knew that. I know. There are factions out there that I've struggled to made a tenuous alliance with. And it's upsetting to hear that you may have been involved in an incident which may prove contrary to that belief. Well, then it gets worse. <laughs> we... She's gonna, she's gonna, like, there's, like, she wants to either say something or bite her lip or something to that effect, and instead she just kind of takes one of her leku and just drapes it over her shoulder, leans forward, and begins to pour out the, uh, the, uh, tea from a kettle into several cups, and she starts pushing it around the table towards people, and then she's gonna oh, refill her cup. politely decline. <laughs> and she is going to, uh, sit back in the chair. Rio smells it. Tell. They it evaded. Does not sip. <laughs> they evaded capture, and made their way to a place where they thought they could hide. The water treatment plant. You may be aware, Gitzka's hid there before. We got a tip that that's where they were, from a contact, asset, as you were. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> we may have saved an imperial officer's life a couple of times. They owed us. Um, Practical. Indeed. We went to the water treatment plant, secured an official contract through Praetor to rescue the two fixers that were there. Uh, you know, keep everything on the books with a paper trail. We progressed um, as far as we could without getting seriously involved. Only removed what Imperial assets uh, were in the way. I believe each time we were fired upon first, responded in self-defense. Um, wounded one Inquisitor, killed two others, and uh, extracted Gitska and Avidity. Make a deception check. I'm not lying, though. You are lying. We got shot at first. You also engaged first on multiple occasions, violently and aggressively. You are telling a bold-faced lie. We did walk in I said with rooms. Imperial forces... 
we we did we absolutely engaged first on the corporate sector security, but I didn't mention them. Then there's also the ones inside the water treatment plant where Gizka was hiding that you destroyed threw, with extreme prejudice. We threw grenades in there first. Then we snuck up on them. There was the Inquisitor <laughs> who you literally shot first. Uh, that's fair. Yeah. So you are telling a bold faced lie. Come on. Yeah, okay. What you do got I got? It. So, uh, she's probably cont- good at this. This is a contested check. Yep. So, what's my difficulty? You are going to be rolling four reds. Yep. Go ahead and give me two more of those. Watch me blow the shit. Do we want to, like, even try? No. Uh, no. You see why? Because you fucking did it, boy! <laughs> Dear God. One success, one threat. One success, one threat. Mm-hmm. She's too hype on that tea vapor. There is oh, a tense moment where you say that. And you actually believe what you're saying, what you think uh, leads a little bit of uh, I, I'm uh, embellishing a little bit, yeah. But... And then you think about it and you're like, no, we we murdered those people. The, we we killed corporate. I'm people. thinking about like we and like corporate your, security. Your like, no. eyes don't visibly travel as you kind of well. Like, yeah, compound eyes are great. Spin in your head, and you think that because when you stated that that when you made that statement and you forgot that you had done that, that it actually led you to be more believable. I'm also um, probably a little more difficult to read with a breath with a, a breath mask on permanently and compound eyes. There's a tense moment where she seems to be looking at you. There's just real. <laughs> <laughs> fucking first, probably like nodding in like heavy agreement. Fuck yeah, those fucking fucks deserved it. They shot at us first. <laughs> yeah. So like, if we can get away with this, yeah. 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 We got to a point where we didn't think that extracting the same way we came in was going to work. They were jamming our comms, but we found a hard line, called, called back to the agenda. Praetor came and picked us up, along with um, Dapper. Dapper. I'm aware of the details from Praetor's point of view. That doesn't need to be hashed out again. I'm aware of the arrangement that she made with you, and I'm aware of the details of your extraction. None of that is relevant to this conversation. What I'm curious about is why this happened in the first place. I think it goes back to the... Go ahead and make a perception check. This is going to be hard perception. Who? Or everybody. I have three ranks. I think it's one person gets to make it. Yeah. Yep. So, so I'm not the best at that. It's hard, you said? It's going to be a hard Mm -hmm. What's your... uh, I have three ranks um, and a boost. Okay, what's your skill, though? Three. Three. He's three, three. I have three, uh, three cunning, so... That's, what I, was, that's what I was trying to ask. Okay. You have the correct dice. Thank you. Nope! Nope. Lots of advantage. Right. Yeah, a whole lot of advantage. Yeah. With the advantage, you are able to see that Gizka is shaking his head. His tension has gone, not gone away, and you can just barely make out the of his motions. But the meaning behind it is completely 
not specific. You're, you're, you didn't, you don't pick up on that. Are you sitting next to Githa? Mm-hmm. I'm going to tap fur and just like gesture towards Gitska as he's making those motions but I'm not going to say anything so we think it has to do with what happened at the construction facility and what we previously reported had happened at the Institute for Nebula Research or whatever Mm -hmm. it's called Mm -hmm. Gitska nods it may also connected to those that's what the Inquisitor wanted when he came here the first time wasn't it when uh, Inquisitor Duarte came here, he wanted information on what had occurred at the CNCR building. Yep. She turns and kind of looks over at Gizka, and you can just see that even though he can't see that he's being looked at, just this bright, brilliant scarlet has oh. begun to move up the sides of his cheek and into his ears, and he just keeps nodding along <laughs> with what you guys are saying. We should have left Gizka behind. Yeah, we should have. <laughs> She looks hard at him, but doesn't say anything. So, we believe it's connected to that. A similar event to what happened at the CNCR happened at the construction facility, as we reported. A creature of unknown origin appeared. We destroyed it and mm-hmm. set fire to the Dirkry. We think the Inquisition is trying to find out what is causing those. Uh, and since we've been at both sites, went looking for us. Found Gitska Navidity. Responded poorly to the situation, which led to this escalation. Explain that last part. Duarte asked questions, and while he was abrupt and rude <clears throat> and forceful, he asked questions. He wasn't violent. I can't imagine that Gitska or Avidity would have initiated violence with the Inquisition. If the Inquisition, however, initiated violence against them, I would believe that they would run and seek shelter. We didn't actually see Duarte at the water treatment plant. We only saw his lieutenants. It's possible that they're less retrospective than he is. Gitska? He kind of, like, pops up at that and says, Yes, ma'am! Yes, ma'am. Uh, they they didn't tell us why they they were there or what they were doing, but they attempted to attack us before um, attempting to communicate. It was unprovoked. She looks again hard at him, and you can tell that there's probably... He doesn't a, want to be here. A tremble has begun to take on his, his friggin' super tight features. Um... And she's seems to acknowledge that, but uh, doesn't quite like seem to react to it. Mm-hmm. And she turns back to you and says, "So you think you got caught up in some kind of shadow operation?" We absolutely think there's something bigger at play. Yes. She's going to stand up, and for a second she kind of stands above all of you, and then turns and then walks, starts walking across the room. She gets about six, seven feet away from you, um, from the from the seating area, and then she just stops. And she just kind of puts her hand on the small of her back and just kind of, like, leans backwards, and you can hear a couple tense pops. She takes a moment to seem to mull things over, and then she just shakes her head and comes back and says, this is the worst timing for this. I can't imagine there's good timing for this. 
You know this means trouble, right? Well, yeah. yeah. Praetor seems to believe that the is it there's a small chance that your cover might be that you're dead. I guess it depends how close they look. There's not going to be any corpses in that shuttle. Well, there might not be much shuttle left, depending. But, again, I'm not going to send any people to investigate that. We're going to have to play this reactively. Actually, did they know it was us that was there? Did they know that shuttle Praetor explained to me that you announced your presence upon that ship. Then you might want to investigate. We were associated with you. I understand. There likely will be a follow-up investigation in that. However, my original... She's going to lean over the the back of the couch um, and kind of fold her hands in front of her as she kind of uh, looks off into space. My original arrangement with the Imperial presence here was that while I am generally responsible for the people in my employ... It is known that sometimes not everybody vetted through our processes is completely trustworthy or is incapable of making mistakes. In this situation, my normal response would be to disown you, to send you out on your own and you deal with the repercussions and claim no knowledge of what has happened. Under the circumstances, that's not only fair, it's also logical. However, I'm not going to do that. However, I believe you are correct in believing that there is going to be a response, and that there are likely going to be investigations, and there is likely going to be a presence no later than this morning to come in and see if you are present here. I'm going to need that not to be the case. I'm going to need to set you up with a burner, and I will contact you when I believe it is safe but it's likely that this place is going to be under surveillance for at least a few days to make sure that you do not turn back up. If they are looking for you, then this is the likely place that they will try to bait you and capture you. Makes sense. He can't be here either. Why not? For Gitska's best interest, he cannot be here. You see uh, Gizka kind of shrinking into the couch a little bit, his shoulders coming forward in, in like a almost a cowering position, but he doesn't say anything. And what alternatives do you think you have? Fur's statement, while it might have been impulsive initially, I think is right. If an Inquisitor walks inside that door, he will be killed without question. Why would the Inquisition have any interest in him? It's my understanding, and from what Giska said, is that his face was masked. He killed one. I disarmed an Inquisitor. His lightsaber fell to the ground. Giska grabbed it and stabbed him. You're going to need to roll a bluff for that. Same, uh, same chat. Four Here's reds. difficulty, my guy. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know why we're lying. <laughs> I don't know why we're lying either. But. First going rogue. We have no idea why. Terminate. Fur went rogue. Oh, oh all but Did you no any success. No, I didn't. Oh. Uh, so it's a wash with three threat. <clears throat> I believe that we have 
nearly reached an understanding of the situation. I don't know why you would choose now to jeopardize that. If the Inquisition... What do you know? If the Inquisition captured Gitska, they know they had captured him. If he's back here, it puts at risk our cover of being dead. If we went in and saved him, and we died, he should also be dead. As I've stated before, it's my understanding that Gizka's face was masked along with Praetor's. It is your countenance that they are aware of. And was Avidity's? Was Gizka's face masked at the concrete structure? He, if you remember, had a low hood with a thick blindfold on. So the only thing even visible about him was his chin. Yeah, but I didn't see him at the concrete thing. I don't know. If, I saw him after that. <clears throat> if, if Gitska's identity is not known, that's a risk that's up to him and Madame Lahani. I agree. The The risk, I don't think they're interested in Gitska, aside from the value that uh, he has in bringing us to them. We've shown on a couple of occasions that we're willing to put ourselves in danger to rescue him. Uh, they may take that to mean that we will do so again. We won't. Uh, but <laughs> that's that's a risk up to you. I think if you were to ask Gitzko what he would do, he would say that he can't be here. She is going to Ooh. turn. Is so cruel. She is going to turn on Gizka and be like, "Do you want to explain what they are attempting to dance around?" Gizka sits there in silence for a moment, and the flush has made its way all the way up to the scalp, <clears throat> and you can just see that he is just in agony. You don't need the force to tell that he is just like to his core not comfortable with anything. He is going to attempt a check. Oh, God. What's he rolling? So he is going to be rolling three yellows and a green versus four reds. And this is going to be a boost. With, uh, yeah. Fuck it up, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's... Fucking amazing. Anytime you have multiple despair, you know. So. This is bad, bad news. Alright. So. One, two, three, four. So those are gone. Um, this goes to this, which then that goes away. And that goes away. Okay. So. One success. A triumph. Two advantage and two despair. Oh my gosh, okay. Two um, despair. Something has to go horribly wrong. Madame Lahani looks pissed. <laughs> As Gizka feebly attempts to say that I, I think the Inquisition have the ability to identify me. And you can just tell that she is just like how so? Yeah, how so? Yeah. Uh, I heard... <laughs> it's not every day you see a blind guy. <laughs> pretty regular, actually. They can sense things about you, and they may have... be able to use that. And she goes, oh, and whom exactly did you hear this from? Uh-oh. 
and uh, he's like, Master Zikato. Shocker. Uh-oh. And you can just see her, like, just her. Suck all the air out of the room. Suck all the air out of the room. <laughs> Here we like, go. Like, that is a name that was not this something not that she wanted to be added her. into the mix. Um, it kind of goes cold in the room for a bit where there is just this hot core that is Madame Lahani and everyone else just basically kind of sits in like stunned anticipation. Awkward silence. I'm not wrong. I, I, I just, I, I don't think right time right now. You got it. <laughs> we'll make our way out. Uh, I will slowly pull. You, uh, it is like detaching yourself from, uh, like uh, a seat of gelatin. Like it just leaving the room feels like it's just clawing, the air is clawing at you as you make your way out. It is just like hot on the back of your necks as you guys, uh, right before <laughs> Rio gets out of the room. Good luck, Getsuka! Oh, <laughs> he stands up and he starts to follow you guys. How's that work out? She doesn't stop him. Huh? I will, uh... He gives you the impression after a moment of like, well, what are you doing? And he's like, he just kind of like has this look and you're like, oh, that meant him too. Oh. <laughs> did Praetor stay in the room? Well, Praetor did not. She stepped over to the door, opened it, and stepped out. Right, but when we all leave, does Praetor go back in the room? Yeah, she does. Okay, that's what I figured. I will, uh, kind of, as we're exiting, uh, I will step to the side and then behind Gitska um, as we go out. Mm-hmm. I want to actually, like, stop him as he goes by, like, put my arm on for him and be like, you fly next time. Damn fucking right I fly next time. As soon as the door closes <laughs> gently behind Praetor, you just hear Gizka go, <sighs> and he just, like, deflates. So, her and... I'm sorry, dude, but I... Her and Z get, like, some bad blood? We're uh, that. I'm still... I'm having the conversation. <sighs> Do you know much about how the agenda started? No. 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 Literally nothing. Oh. We've never asked. We didn't care. Well, Gizka... Or, sorry... Master Zikato has a, a bad reputation around here. Can't imagine why. For drawing the wrong kind of attention to the agenda. Mm, I can mm. see that. He's yeah. also one of the major shareholders. Oh. So he's a persona non grata and also a major shareholder. Yes. Fun times. And unfortunately that... Couldn't be bought out. Apparently, his investment is. Uh, yeah, I wonder where price. he got all that money. And that vexes Madame Lahani quite it's a actually bit. Really good to know. Yeah, because yeah. it means that she won't just have somebody killed. Or actually, that's Ash. a really good way of looking at it. Mm-hmm. Because if she would just 
off someone, he would have been the first one on the list. Yeah. I mean, the agenda is a fairly honorable organization. That's what we're saying. And yeah. That's Honor is a sliding scale. Everyone's got a different opinion on it. Well, I mean, as long as you don't do anything to betray the agenda, then the agenda is... Well, there you go. That's another qualification. Right. He hasn't... Which is good to know. Despite what they think of him, he's never betrayed the place. All the information I'm provided is good. Really good. sorry that I didn't give you guys that impression earlier, because... Uh, oh, the impression was there. Okay. But it's actions good. speak louder than words. Right. Okay, yeah. No, uh, I, I think she's mad, but uh, I don't think she's... Uh, Going to take any action. She's actually acting in our best interest right now, which is more she than is. expected. Yeah, I uh, actually believe that she'll do what she says more now, knowing that. I mean, I'm sure we've all had people say they were going to stick up for us in the past. Sure. Madame Mahoney will. Yeah. Seems that way. She doesn't act like it, but she speaks highly of you guys. Or she feels highly, anyway. We're effective. We're not pretty. That's... Speak for yourself. Basically verbatim. (laughs) This is the line of work where effectiveness uh, outweighs how you get it done. Mm -hmm. I couldn't say in there, but uh, I agree. I don't think I should be here either. I just couldn't say why. We know why. I know you do. I have a question. Uh, Of course. You think the arms dealers are still here? Yeah. Okay. Do you know of any arms dealers that uh, operate outside the Obsidian agenda that would uh, sell to us? It depends if you're looking for affiliated or not. As in, do you want this to be part of the uh, agenda records? Do you want us to set up a meeting, or do you want it to be off the books? Do you want to find somebody not that potentially won't take your relationship with us into account? Either way. I can make either happen. Okay. Good to know. It's going to take some specialized equipment to kill an Inquisitor. If we get... Two hands? Kicked out of this place. Maybe for you. Get us so many words. I plan to. I also have a couple ideas on grenades that might help. And I hate grenades. Too loud? You're thinking cloud and... Inefficient? They're designed to make up for a lack of skill. Master Zikato said That's that take. people with um, indiscriminate normal mm. combat skills that's not the right word, but um, you can't stand up to Inquisitors, and the fact that you guys did is really impressive. Anybody can see Yeah, that's fine. Uh, we need to be skilled. able to beat them. About being more skilled than your opponents, like anybody else. It's about being smarter, knowing your environment too. I'm not gonna lie, environment played a huge part in that combat. Absolutely. Yeah, not with the second one, it didn't. That was just raw strength. Yeah, but I, if we weren't on a high place, I dispatched them into a giant vat of water that had a spinning blade below it. Convenient. It, it worked out. I don't think the second one was going to live much longer if he cut his arm off, though. No. So we need to leave. The first. What are you going to yes, do? We with should that make all. Where are we going to, go? to get the banner? Okay. Oh, I can set you up with one of those really easy. The agenda has uh, enough on stock. I'm fixing the camera. Yeah. And showing you my great fingers. Great fingers. Great um, fingers. The best fingers. The best. One more thing before we go. 
It's kind of important. Um, I'm going to get some of my stuff, uh, including some stuff for Master Zikito that I've been holding on to. Mm-hmm. But before we go, um, I want to talk to you about uh, these. And he's going to kind of like flick his wrist, and from his, both of his sleeves are going to pop out both of the Inquisition lightsabers that he has. Black market. Um, I think that if anybody deserves these, it's you guys. And whatever you want to do with them, you should be able to decide that. But a couple things. They are very, very legal and very, very hard to sell. You need a, a very specialized buyer for them. And at this moment, I don't know who that would be. They're dangerous to hold, but I believe that with the right buyer, you could fetch a fairly substantial fund for them. But they're also very useful to certain people. Can you shoot them? Do you have your own? No. Would you like one of these? You can tell that there is like, like a like a, <laughs> a bit of a. He wants it. He wants it. Which one came from the guy who we shot out of his hand? Um, he holds it. This was smelling them. Keep that one. That guy was in charge. His stuff's probably better. <laughs> I think that it's a, over the, the front of his leg. I think they're identical. I think it's a f- fair idea to sell them. I don't think any of us, besides you, will be able to effectively use them. Not in a time frame that's going to really work for us. Uh, but I don't think we can move on that until after. Uh, we need some things done. Our current itinerary. Right. For the record, I think that I could use one. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to because I think it would make me look weak. Alright, do you think it would be more effective than what you do already? I mean... No. I actually concur. I don't think there's uh, much more that could make me more effective. Maybe okay. maybe improved armor. I lost it. They're... Very effective in the right hands, but in unskilled users or people uh, people not skilled, unskilled is fair. Uh, he's very skilled, but he's also not trained in the use of a lightsaber. And those that are trained in it can find it very useful, but everyone else would find it a detriment. It's very dangerous for them. So why don't they? Why don't you just keep them in your hands for now? I can do that, but Who I do want you to know. Them. Well, we'll figure that out later. The only people I know of, off the top of my head, would be Master Zikato. Yeah, I'm not look. We're not looking to do that. What Why about the Jedi that kidnapped us? I actually am. For you, I don't want to use them, but it's a unique fighting style. I think we should complete our current itinerary. I agree. I'm not going to take time out of my day to do it, but. I At just, some point. I want you to be aware that Master Zikato, if you have one of these and you're not trained in its use, will insist that you give it to him. Which is why it's better in your hands, right? That's He's not trained in it either. Yeah. Uh, he is clearly trained. 
Master Zikto has given me uh, some some training with them, yes. I'm still a novice, but... You can wield them. So if he finds them on your person... Okay. You can hold on to the, the, the one. He, he, he goes to put it into your hand as if like that makes a lot of sense, and he's like, um, I should tell you something first. Sure. While we're sharing. These lightsaber crystals... I haven't been around many of them. Only Master Zikato has had one. These ones feel different. They feel... What the fuck does that mean? He's about about to explain. explain. (laughs) They feel wounded. Like they've been hurt. You're saying it has feelings? Yes. So do you know anything about lightsabers? (laughs) Absolutely not. They're... they're I can cut through most things. Probably omnidirectional. Deflect blaster universal key. Some people can control the direction of that deflection. Use them to reduce damage on themselves. That's all true. They but can't stop a slug throw. At the core of a lightsaber is a is a stop is it, a gem. Any more out of you? We're going to grace. It's a it's a stone, and these stones are. They have feelings. They they contain yourself for. Reach out and they connect with people. When we fought those Inquisitors, I could feel that their lightsabers were crying out. That the crystals inside were asking for help. They were hurting. And. Okay, that's weird. As I'm holding them now, it's as if their pain is my pain, and I can feel it kind of cutting into me. I don't know what it means to hold. It, if we were to hold on to these for a very long time, but I don't think it would be healthy. I want to try and help them and soothe their pain. Can we take them like grace or something? And I don't think that therapy or is that something that? How long is that going to take? I don't know. I haven't tried. This <laughs> is that before. something that you will be able to do? I want to try. I think if I can feel their pain, then hopefully I can try and <clears throat> soothe it. Do you have any direction? The care about them is the amount of money that we can get from I'll them. take the one. Unless Do your I best can. on the other. Appraise us of your results. Yes, okay, yeah. And he's going to hand one of the black uh, hilted sabers to you. I'll stash it. Stash it! He is stash going to... Uh, he's going to kind of grip the one he has in his hands with sort of like a, a newfound uh, connection, a newfound ownership, like... Uh, like, he's given that one away, and he was just kind of holding on to it. But now he's kind of like... Master has presented Dolby with a lightsaber. <laughs> Dolby's a real Jedi now. <laughs> and then he's going to... He's uh, going to be pissed that we gave him a saber instead of he's got to make his own. Zeke didn't kill us when he had the chance. Zeke... <laughs> Zeke uh, pissing Zeke off is sort of like our constant secondary objective. That's our M.O. <laughs> Um, and then Gizka's going to slip it back up into his wrist, um, uh, up at the, the sleeve of his loose-fitting tunic, and uh, he says, give me, give me five minutes and I can be ready to go. I have uh, integrated holsters into my armor so that they're hidden. I will slip into one of those. Hmm, very cool. Yep. Um, where is that on you, as a note? It's like a chest area. Okay, so you basically chest just holes. kind of like have a, yeah, what is it, like... a docker's clutch, I think is what it's called? I have no idea. Okay, well, the the the, uh, the holsters that yeah, are like under your under arm, I think it's called mm. like a, a docker's clutch or something like that. So you basically just kind of like slot it into a, a part of your bandolier and just kind of. 
or jacket or whatever. But it's like the the armor is already pretty thin, but mm-hmm. the holsters are like on the on the underside of the armor, like skin side. Uh, so it's like hard to detect mm-hmm. and might be missed with like a pat down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Gizka. Uh, takes a moment to kind of give a nod and he just kind of like doesn't look at all of you but kind of presents like his 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 front to all of you and then dashes off towards the upper area where you know his room is do we need to go see grace before we leave no are you sure i do there is nothing that grace can do for me well actually i think they sell stim packs so can you walk then no, the market but is there open. Is nothing that you Grace can do. You I'll be able to. Wa- I should be able to walk in the morning if what she gave me previously does what it's supposed to do. If not, we should design a backpack. No. Why are you so stubborn You're with hate this? Me, but I'm way too tall for that. Do I know if the no, market would have work? I could split a credit chip. How long are your feet? Uh, you can do that yourself uh, with a data pad. Okay, yep. I will do that mm-hmm. with a credit chip. Uh, Gitska gave me from the uh, construction site job. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much is that? Oh, I'm sorry. That the job that had a variable had, payment. I believe that so the original payment I had stated was 2,000 credits, but you got a bonus of 500 on top of that for for okay. inconvenience, basically. Okay. So you had 2,500 in general. However, as you guys are splitting that up and you're waiting for Gizka to come back down the stairs, casual clothed Praetor comes out and she says, as discussed, and she holds out a second chip. We haven't even delivered expenses yet. That one is 3,000 credits. Expenses are something that you'll have to... No, she said 3,000 plus expenses. And correct. We given her an expense report. So this is the 3,000 and we'll bill later. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got it. And she comes in and I'm like, we didn't give you expenses. She's like, it'll happen later. Point. Works for me. She turns to take a half step away and turns back, and in a moment of playful snarkiness, she says, I could withhold your payment until you have that report done. I appreciate the way you're doing business. Thank you. <laughs> turns around and walks away. It's different. Um, expected. Soon. First. That's good. How do you want to handle uh, Cleaver? Yeah, I was going to ask that out of character. Are we splitting four ways or five? Um, we would pay him. Mm-hmm. He's been around. How do you guys want to do this? He's going with us. Do you want to... Out of character? Uh, yeah. I think we should split it five ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could also use... <laughs> I, think, I think we should <laughs> split the money five, five ways. ways. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if we're like... We'll I go with that. Do it for narratively first. taking him with us, or um, that we are almost to the point where um, <laughs> Greg says split four and ways. Bjorn says split thumbs four. up. Okay, of course it is. Yeah. Um. So too bad. Bjorn and I need to speak about specifically what's going on there. Um. Okay. He's going to follow you guys for the time being. Uh, and we'll figure it out. From there. All right. Sounds good. So everyone gets eleven hundred spooky vision quest. Eleven hundred for everyone. I will give out. Credit chits, uh, and uh, mention that I am going to the market. Mm-hmm. When he drops me back off at the bunk... You mean Grace's? No, because this time you have to go past the bunk to go there. Ooh. <laughs> so that's where I, That's the bunk. That's the bunk. That's where I'm oh, no go. bunk! <laughs> that will roll off the fucking stretcher. 
So how are we gonna uh, how are we gonna get to this, the off site? What I want to try to do after I get dropped off at the bunk, whether I have to roll onto it or you stop, like I ask, <laughs> is I want to try and jury rig the braces so that I can walk, albeit in an incredible amount of pain. Yeah, it takes a little bit of time for you to fin- uh, to finagle all the straps and, and stuff back into place, um, but you're able to do it, which re-ups uh, its advantage of giving you the uh, unencumbered walking, basically, ability to move. Yeah. Um, you are still crippled, though. Yeah. So that, yeah. the crit hasn't gone away. Yep. Um, um, but hopefully... Then after I get that done, I'm going to go to Grace when none of the rest of them are around. Okay. Um, I will is... drop off the cart. Mm-hmm. I will actually be going to see Grace. Perfect. All right. When you get back up to Grace, she has been diligently working on uh, Avidity. Avidity is almost covered from basically her chin down to her toes. With um, if you're thinking Star Trek, you know they have that uh, bed with the with the cover all the way over the front, like yeah. half dome. Yeah. She's basically got that going on, and she ha- can lift up panels. And the panel that you can see that she's working on is currently just like right through the the base of her rib cage, and she has Avidity opened up. Just dropping off. Appreciate Thank that. you. How's it going? How bad is it? I think she'll pull through. Well, that's good. And it um, looks like some of her, um, for lack of a better word, her power arteries were severed, and so her core systems went into temporary stasis. Huh. All I have to do is repair these connections and she should regain functionality. I can't speak for you and I can't speak for her, but I know that this is something that she would keep to yourself, if possible. Of course. It's not something that we've shared publicly. And it will not be. At least for me. I'm sure she would appreciate that. Not until it's relevant... Um, so, Fur will be the first person to go in, because he is actively going in, and you're waiting for I'm working on something and waiting. Mm-hmm. Fur, you approach. <clears throat> uh, I've got a qu- couple questions. Because uh, this will probably be the, the last time for a while that I, I will have access to quality medical care. Uh... She's still working, but you yep. can tell that she kind of nods as she uh, she acknowledges that you're talking to her. Uh, in the event that there is profuse bleeding and there is not a stim pack readily available, is there any other substance you would recommend that I could take to stop the bleeding? You. She pauses in her work, kind of like in the middle of surgery. You're looking for like a coagulant? Yeah. She's going to set down a couple of tools that she's working with on the table. She's going to pull off the gloves and she's going to set them down uh, inverted inside out on the side of the, the counter. She's going to walk over. Um, and she is basically going to pull out um, I, I use the term med kit, but um, it's not the one that you're thinking of which grants you um, mm-hmm. skin packs per day. It's actually the one that grants you an upgrade on any medicine checks you make. Okay. Um, and she says... This should be able to tide you over for a while. Okay. Uh, second question. 
She have everything you need, and she's also going to open it. And there's a brochure, and the brochure has what all of the different like something something Amin and uh, this and this and this and what it does and, and when to apply it and under what circumstances and things like that. And she's going to hold it up to you, slot it back in, clip the, the task, and she's basically going to hold it out to you. Uh, I will take it. Uh, thank you. Um, my next question uh, would be uh, if you have to transport someone who is suffering from a form of paralysis for an extended period of time, how would you do that? That is an oddly specific request. Well, I have a friend who doesn't have any legs. (laughs) (sighs) He's the fool, remember? Brace the knees, prevent movement as best as possible. Um, and then uh, carry them with their spine as straight as possible. Vertical or whatever you can make work. Okay, because I was thinking like making like a backpack, back backpack with like some footy holes in it. You would have to somehow suspend their movement. My recommendation would be at most of their major joints, um, put some kind of uh, a sling it? or something. Yeah, like a, like a like a sling for a broken bone. Uh-huh. A splint. A splint. Put a splint over each of their um, their joints, and then anchor it on both sides with a rope to prevent movement. Okay, I think we can fashion one of those. Uh, when somebody's critically wounded, motion can be just as dangerous as uh, a failed check to. Or a failed I, check it's to just one of those things where like we're in a situation where we can't slow down, and uh, he's stubborn as fuck. Kind of like I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if we don't find a solution for him, he's going to get left behind. And he's going to die. And as much as we have butted heads, I really don't want that to happen. So. A hundred credits. I will do that. You hand her a crit, uh, a crit, a chit for a hundred credits. And she will go over into one of her drawers. She will open it up and she will pull out a very large syringe. She'll walk over to you and she will hand it to you. This is a very powerful tranquilizer. Okay. Use it only if necessary. Okay, cool. What did you said on Zeke? <laughs> night, night. <laughs> night, night. Can't stop me now. I'm using it on the goddamn Inquisitor. I don't know what you're talking about. He's <laughs> <laughs> on the Inquisitor. Throw him in the ocean. Uh, Problem solved. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, that was the last of my medical questions. Um, but I want to thank you for uh, helping me all the times that you have. It's my job. Uh, I know that I'm really difficult to work with, and uh, in your profession, you don't like repeat customers, but that's that's what I am, and that's what I'll always be. What I like and what the reality of my position uh, don't always sync up. Same for me. Same for me. Anyway, uh, thank you for the information. Thank you for your time. Um, I'll be going now. She's going to turn for a second, like she's going to go back to Avidity, and you are probably going to get the impression that the conversation is over, and then she's going to say, hold on. She's going to go grab a data pack, 
like a like a small little mm-hmm. uh, like a, it's like a data pad, but it's small. It's like a micro mm-hmm. one, and she's going to type a couple things into it, and then she's going to turn it off, and she's going to hand it to you. Sounds like you may not be back in the area for a while, based on your tone. So this has a list of potential, while not as gifted, reasonably safe medical ventures or medical professionals that you can seek help from. Thank you. Should you need it. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And I will leave. I will also go shopping, but I don't know what I'm going to buy yet, so mm-hmm. I'm going to do that off screen. That makes sense. I do not have uh, any of the yeah. inventory list in front of me to help you with that, so uh, we'll just take care of that. We'll say that you guys buy the things you're looking for uh, after the, the stream before we take off, which will be very shortly here. Yep. Um, after you're coming out of... Grace's office is about the time that uh, the elevator deems open. Lift. Lift. And uh, Gizka comes out. He has changed his clothes um, to a uh, more uh, less dressy Mm -hmm. tunic, but more like weathered. Um, It looks thick enough that it could almost be like a wool, but it's it's textured with like a like a like a cross hatch. Think um, best thing that I can do is probably. What's his face? Uh, emo cross saber. Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren's cloak. Ben Swallow. Uh, he's got a tunic that's the same kind of like texture. Is it that, um, that thick? It's got that same thickness to it, yeah. Too. I, meant, I meant wide. No, oh, this is no. a Ben Swallow no, joke. Ben Swallow joke. <laughs> no. um, it looks like sort of all weather, um, an all weather tunic that can be out in the rain or it's light enough that it can be in warm, but uh, it's. Mm-hmm. He, he, he's, well, he's got a pack over his shoulder. Looks like he's wearing something for the long haul. Uh, it's loose-fitting. Um, it looks very comfortable. Mm-hmm. And aside from the, the sort of the large travel bag he's got over one shoulder, he's also carrying his, his uh, staff that he had. Uh, only it's got some kind of like tape around part of it now. Um, which, if you remember, he was distressed about in the tunnels because the punch from the Inquisitor had actually fractured the outside of it. Mm-hmm. So it looks like it's been quickly taped up so that it doesn't splinter and uh, he follows you. You got everything you need, bud? For now, I'll have to make do as we go forward. That's how we do. Now, uh, and I'm going like, to like put my arm over his shoulder and kind of <laughs> lead him down a, a hallway. Uh, <laughs> He, gets, he allows himself to be led, but he's like, what is happening? What is happening? What is happening? And he just kind of like, uh, all right. So there's a couple things you need to know about traveling with, with Han Jovi. Okay. <clears throat> so that'll be good. All right. If you lose Cass, you don't know where he's at, don't worry uh-huh. about it. It's fine. Okay. He'll be there. Mm-hmm. Right when you need him, he'll be there. Okay? Okay. Uh, Sonata likes to do a lot of the talking. That's fine. He can do that. That's fine. Okay. Uh, uh, try and stay lateral with Rio at all times in combat. Don't be in front of him. Okay? Behind him is okay, but he's known to pivot. <laughs> okay? I don't think I understand, but I'll do what you say. Okay. Uh, what I'm trying to say is uh, he has inadvertently shot people because he's seen, like, ghosts or some shit. I don't know. But, uh, oh. So... So not here, but like behind. Okay. Uh, Cleaver's good, but a little weird. Uh, he might wake up in the middle of the night screaming. Mm-hmm. 
hot metal objects have come out of his chest, a whole bunch of fucked up shit. Wow. I don't know. He's got a he's gonna die. <laughs> it's just a matter of when, where, and how. Yeah, I, I tried to help him, but it's it's, it's he's fucked. My yeah, he is. Something is just fucked up with that guy. Like he's a good friend of mine, but but he is he is he's gonna die. <laughs> uh, and that's just the sad truth of it. Um, we like to operate uh, under the veil of planning. Um, we usually try and have a very firm plan mm-hmm. going into everything. Uh, we almost never follow the plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wing it in most situations uh, because uh, the needs of the mission change mm-hmm. uh, at a, on a base or an aptitude uh, on a erratic basis, like mm-hmm. the, it's just all over the place. Uh, try and keep up. Yeah. Uh, just let me know what you what you want from me, and I'll and I'll do my best. Hey, like if we get in some shit, do what we did with the Inquisitors. Like, be by my side, and we will be fucking unstoppable, bro. Like, I don't know what that shit was, but damn. Uh, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> Master Zikato can probably tell you more, but um, he says I have uh, a disposition towards a certain style, so. Um, uh, he, he says that's not uncommon for people to, to favor um, certain stances and, and certain methods of engagement. Yeah, I'd like uh, to be like right in front of them. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I uh, can't see, um, but I can... What? <laughs> Why didn't you tell me? <laughs> uh, but mean? I can oftentimes get a sense of where danger is, and um, I... I've sort of come up with like a and he kind of like like waves the stick back and forth um, uh, self defense based on that that's awesome uh, one last thing mm-hmm. um, we have a pretty strict policy of uh, leaving people behind uh, in situations that are dire mm-hmm. uh, for the most part we've never followed that policy uh, we've always gone back for people as in your policy is you will or won't will Oh, for the oh. sake of the mission, we will get that money. Okay, uh, yeah. That's usually a priority in this group. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. However, the rule is, yeah, we will leave people behind. We've never done it. We've never followed the rule. Yep, but it is the rule. Okay, and here, here's here's where I really want to get very clear. Okay, mm-hmm. Rio, he's probably going to come get you. I'm probably going to come get you. Sonata is like a fifty-fifty. Come get you. Cass will absolutely not come get you. Okay? Okay? There is zero percent chance that Cass is going to be the one that drags you out. Okay. Zero percent. I gotcha. Okay. You not being in that position is what continues to prove you deserve to be in the group. It's a qualifier. God damn it, how am I still in this group? Because you're not dead yet. Because <laughs> someone has dra- dragged Because we're not willing to pull, we'll pull the plug free. Uh, I'm the pilot. Uh, we don't fly much. Mm. I'm the pilot. <laughs> Thank Christ. Uh, we've had a lot of bad experiences. Uh, we have a 100% crash ratio <laughs> when we are flying. Oh, that's probably how your speeder got so messed up, huh? Yes. Yeah. Not my fault. It's okay. Um, I'm sure you can uh, tell Gitmo uh, paper. You, or I'm sure I'm sure you can uh, talk Gitmo down. He was a bit mad after the last time. But... Gitmo. Can Gitmo fly? 
I don't know. Um, I, I just know that he was very loud and very vocal about his complaints about having to fix your land speeder, so he was... Because if he could fly, that would be really cool. Land speeder. Do we have a fixed land speeder? Uh, I think you'd have to talk to Gitmo about that, but he said that he's uh, was bored, so he started to work on it. Okay, where is Gitmo and the land speeder at? Um, usually in the charging station in the uh, the, the parking stall in the parking okay. garage behind Cool. Them. And then where's Spite? Yeah. Uh, he's right behind you. Oh shit! <laughs> he's like actively like biting at my leg. <laughs> it's like you see, it's like your glasses on your head. Like, he's behind you. You know, I never look back there. All right. Well, I'm gonna go talk to Gitmo. Then uh, we'll be getting out of here pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. We didn't ever talk about the meeting point, so we just kind of all went our separate ways, and mm-hmm. we always meet at one place. So. We usually oh. meet in the lobby, though. So. Okay. I think <laughs> that we, if we're going to go to your land speeder, then uh, you probably want to go through the uh, the marketplace. Yeah, cool. That has direct access to the, to the parking Oh, does garage. it? You've always gone the long way. You've used it before. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I've always gone the long way. What's <laughs> favorite astromech <laughs> droid? Get mo paper. Get mo paper. Uh. Uh, and I will head towards Get mo. Uh, like a hobbit about ready to go on a journey, Gizka will kind of uh, stick walk his way over to the area of the uh, of the marketplace that has the door out to the parking garage, for lack of a better way to mm-hmm. word that, and he will just wait for you guys all to be done shopping. Uh, we'll consider this to be the time of which you guys have done all of your shopping, um, and you will have this opportunity to go into the medical clinic. Cool. So I'm going to walk in probably about as quietly as I can. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> if Grace notices you... Yeah, that's what I'm going to wait for, pretty She much. makes no comment. Continuing to work on Divinity. Do I notice that she has seen that I'm there at this point? Go ahead and make an average perception check. Okay. No. Dead walk. You don't know if she's seen you or not, but she is not reacting to you. Just right. So I understand that I'm probably your least favorite person in our group. She continues to work silently. I also know that you're not deaf and that you're pretty busy. So I'll make this brief. I'm not difficult on purpose. I have put our group in difficult situations when it comes to money, when it comes to things we owe, when it comes to things we've promised too many times to continue doing it here. We have something good here. I needed to make sure we could keep that. I'm not trying to be difficult. I'm not trying to be a difficult patient, but... I can't sacrifice our ability to be based out of here because of a financial burden that I have placed upon the group. She continued. Oh, fine. I've destroyed the braces, basically. I've repaired them enough that I can walk around. I don't expect the security deposit back. They're destroyed. They they had to be. It's kind of what happens with us. 
<laughs> Doggo dream. Doggo dream. dream. I you sleep with sleep whippers. I'm taking the medication that you provided. I'll make sure that I document the side effects as you requested. I was trying to avoid even having to do that in case someone actually needed it later. So, since we're going to be gone for a while and might not, in all real, in all realism, might not be back. I figured you at least deserved some type of explanation. Grace uh, continues to work for a few seconds more, um, either because she's done with a shroud or she's gotten to a point where she thinks that she can put the tools down. She uh, sets them aside, grabs both of ends of her gloves, and just with a practice motion, snaps them both off at the same time and sets them down. Takes a deep breath and turns on you and says... How exactly do you think you're going to continue being based out of here if you die? I mean, it's worked so far. There is always a chance to make up a debt. There is always a chance to get yourself out of a hole. And there is always a chance to see a brighter tomorrow if you survive. If you put your survival at risk, there is no hope. I understand you may have difficulty trusting me. I understand you may have difficulty trusting the agenda. I understand that you're new here. But if you go into debt, or you need to rely on someone else in order to survive, that is a far better alternative than to dropping dead in some darkened alley or some industrial complex where your body gets cut up and thrown into a meat grinder. Coming back and asking for help will make it so you can potentially make another paycheck. Make another job. And I hope someday you recognize that no matter what, your survival is far more beneficial to your group than any debt that you might incur. Stop being a little bitch. You're That's fair. I, th- I think here that might be true. Elsewhere, not so much. Well, then hopefully you stick around. Here's the, that's the idea. I'll kiss. Ship it. <laughs> now that's an odd couple. <laughs> <laughs> that is an odd couple, but you know what? The idea is to be it's able good to make track. <clears throat> uh, hopefully she's okay. She should be fine. It's going to take a little bit to put her... Back, Back together. together. Take the braces off. Yeah, I can't walk without the braces. Sit on the table. Take the braces off. Ooh. Okay. She will go over and she will begin to take them off of you. Yeah. And she will uh, basically oh, cast them aside. So fucked. <laughs> and uh, she will look at your knees. Oh. And she will begin to uh, administer first aid. Because um, I'm sure there's some flesh tears and all sorts of bruising and all sorts of un Oh, there's probably swelling. a shitload of soft tissue damage. She gives you several injections um, and uh, she then comes back out with a fresh pair of braces and begins to strap them onto your legs. Okay. As far as I am aware, 
all medical expenses incurred during your last mission are on the house. Hey. Do not break these ones, though. <laughs> I'll do my best. I only have two. <laughs> How many specific leg braces does she need to have on stock? At least a lot. A lot. This is me. At least twenty. Um, and she will basically uh, uh, strap the. The, the struts back on and, and put the braces back into working order. After several injections, um, you would imagine that uh, one of the things that she uh, put into your knees was probably some kind of painkiller uh, because the discomfort in your knees drastically pain decreases. Painkiller, some type of cortisone shot to reduce Something. inflammation, all yep. kinds of fun shit. She, she gives you the full, the full royal treatment um, and you feel loads better. If not a bit uncomfortable with uh, accepting someone. Speaking of yeah. a bit, Quinn, thank you for those bits, buddy. Hey, thank you. Damn thank you. you so I was much. just about to hit it. I was oh. like, speaking. And I was like, ah, damn. Uh, I wish I had something to do with the bits. Like, uh, there's a special uh, in the market or something like that. So I'll have to think about that. Maybe, uh, Quinn, if you have any ideas about uh, an item in Star Wars that you think should be at a significant discount or potentially given to the party, let me know. Because I would say. Healthy investment. Maybe like foam grenades. Something like that. Foam grenades. <laughs> foam grenades. Oh my god, is that We want to have a foam plan? party. Yeah. That's so fucking smart. So smart. Oh my god. But. So, um, once you guys are all done, uh, Giska, you see, is waiting by the door, basically, kind of your beacon of like, this is the way to go. Uh, you pack up all the things that you'd purchased from the market, um, and uh, once you all seem to kind of. Uh, finish up your business. Uh, he will go over to the keypad. He'll kind of run his fingers over for a second, get placement, and then quickly type in a code. The uh, corrugated door uh, opens up into a darkened area, but as soon as the door reaches the top, a couple lights go on outside, and you uh, see over in the corner um, that it opens up out into the parking garage, like one of the, the, the second or third story floors, um, and you notice that your uh, land speeder is there and is still dented to hell, but it looks functional. It looks functional, maybe. Um, and you see that sitting next to it is deactivated uh, currently, but uh, Gitmo. Excellent. I will walk up to Gitmo, press the on and uh, I will probably give him a bonk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a there's a, a a whirring sound as like a lot of the lights start to blink on around him and the head swivels back and forth like warming up and then you can just see the little camera kind of like turn and fix on you and you hear the rudest wop wow yeah wop wop you too <laughs> uh, for those of you that speak droid uh, it is uh, a very crass uh, greeting <laughs> that need not be repeated yeah somebody asked a little motherfucker what's going on with the ship. Speeder, whatever. Is it working? I, he can understand you. <laughs> you just can't understand him. What's happening with the speeder? Talk normal, Fur. What's happening with the speeder, bro? There you go. Well, seeing as you guys just left me here for days, I decided to make a little repair. Kept me busy. Maybe that was the plan. It wasn't the plan. We didn't have a plan. We forgot you. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get the feeling that that's how you roll. Hey, can you fly? For uh, everyone else in the room is just. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> it might make you feel better to know that 
Uh, we've been doing nothing but running around, getting chased, shot at, and uh, fighting Inquisitors and the like. Hmm. Sounds like fun. Oh. No. I think he actually would like that, which is weird to hear from a boy. <sighs> Wouldn't enjoy being hunted or shot at, but I would enjoy not being in here all the time. Good if news. I was rescued from one, uh, from one, uh, one prison and then put in another. Hey, uh, I don't know what he said, but good uh, news. We're leaving. Oh yeah, yeah. The speeder. Thank the maker. <laughs> hey, can you fly? Fly, pilot. I can't. He wants to know if you can help him pilot the speeder. Oh, uh, if I interface with it, I have uh, a. Yes, uh, I have an yeah, autopilot system based in... He has know, an autopilot system, which you probably don't want, but he could probably help you. Cool. Uh, frankly speaking, yes, I'm capable of flying. Yes. Cool. Awesome. I am an astronaut droid. I would like you to do that when we fly places. He needs a co-pilot, so we don't crash. Fine. Again. I'll set up a port. <laughs> Access port. <laughs> and he goes over, he uh, puts, like, he extends, like, a little, like, extendable antenna, pops the button on the door, which, like, like causes it to swing open, and then he just kind of, like, tips forward on the front of his, uh, his little rover tracks, and you can see a couple arms come out and start to work on the dashboard. Nice. Yeah, he's gonna build a port so that he can connect to it and interface with it. Nice. It only takes a few minutes for him to, to do so successfully. All he needs is the computer interface to be something that he can comfortably uh, reach. Um, it will put him in the passenger front seat, though. That's totally fine. Yep. So the rest of you will have to be in the back seats. Um, uh, so you're able to basically uh, all load up your stuff and your gear into the land speeder. Um, Gizko will uh, basically let everyone kind of take their spots, and then he'll find wherever is left and, and, and occupy that. Uh, Gitmo will be sitting kind of awkwardly on the seat where he's kind of like wedged himself in and it's definitely not built for a, uh, an astromech droid to sit up in the front but his uh, treads are over the front of it like a kid's feet that can't quite fit over the seat <laughs> and he'll uh, extend the port from the front of his uh, chassis pop it into there and you hear the engine um, sort of uh, sluggishly turn over but eventually it does start up and you can just see it so as absolutely our car. So as everyone's kind of like getting into the car, uh, I'm gonna walk over to the trunk and I'm gonna open it. And as Gizka's like waiting for his spot, I'm gonna look at him and then look at the trunk. There's a moment where he where he's just sitting there and he seems oblivious to what you're doing, and then he kind of like you can see that there's like a, a feeling of concern, and then he like turn his head at you like he finally like catches on to what you're doing, and he's like, "What? I'm joking." <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> Remember that time? When uh, yes. When tried to dissuade us from doing our job. <laughs> That's not what I was trying to do. Are we going or what? I'm trying to tell you all of your options. Are we taking Spite? Yeah. Spite. Can Spite fit in the car? God, so uncomfortably! What Can about fit the, the trunk? trunk? <laughs> uh, not with the trunk closed. Do we have, like, space bungees? <laughs> I was going to say, if you left the open, room, he, could, he could sit his back haunches in it and kind of, like, be over the back of it. I think that we should put him in the back seat for now, but we're going to have to find a place to stash him because it's going to be really conspicuous if we have a giant fucking armor dog strapped to the back of our car. Mm-hmm. True. Conspicuous is not what we're going for. Agreed. 
Maybe he can sit on the floor of the front seat. I can sit in the trunk if I need to. No, no, you don't. That was a joke. You're not doing that. If anything, uh, Sonata doesn't need the leg room. Can we uh, like fold down the uh, rear seat so that it's like more you, room for the dog to come? Yes, you can. You can make room. Um, your guys are going to be sitting in very uncomfortable, awkward positions as you guys are traveling. But for the moment, you think that it's temporarily possible to. Get it all set up. Yeah, we just need it until we can get to somewhere where we're gonna kind of base our operations out of. Mm-hmm. I have a frank question that normally we would address in private, but uh, we were planning on taking Gitska with us. Yes. Is that my understanding? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. We need to talk about something. Mm-hmm. As far as we know, Rox is dead. Shit. Oh, this yeah, I'm gonna start oh. like flying away. <laughs> this conversation. This is conversation uh, that, uh, and then we're gonna end this session there because <laughs> <laughs> that's a can of worms. <laughs> that is. Uh, that's gonna take some unpacking. Yep. It's gonna come up sometime. Better there now is, when if he freaks out about it and we're not in immediate danger. There is a stun, just kind of, and then credits roll. <laughs> so that's where we're gonna call off for tonight, guys. Thank you so much for joining us and. Monday, or Monday night, Dumpstack Charisma, Hunt for the Ripper, Star Wars RPG. My name is Paul. I was your Galaxy Master tonight. Mm, we really master. thank you for being here. Uh, as a reminder, we are running again tomorrow at 6.30 with our Fallout King's Ransom 5e skin game brought to you by Nick. It's going to be fantastic. We're going on a journey. Love it. And uh, super excited about it. Otherwise, just keep in mind that if you like some of the dank gear and apparel that we're uh, currently sporting... Well, you can go to So Nerdware and uh, use code Beard20 to get free shipping on all these Damn. delectable items that you Boost your charisma. Heck yes. Boost it. Otherwise, love your face. Thank you so much. And have a great night. Hit it. Uh, I thought you were going to do it. Uh, my keypad's... Okay, hold on. I got it. As I say, I...